Welcome back to the Five Suit Theory. It's your boy Sebs here. Like Jesus. <clears throat> you, got, you got something on your puzzle in your mouth, brother. Bro, Keish. Yo. <laughs> bro, this Keish. Yo, bro, bro, bro. Don't talk about it, bro. Bro. <laughs> I really just stopped crying. Well, let's just say Keith has to make a new Twitter, guys. I'm not making a new Twitter. Twitter does. You have no, to make a new Twitter. Make, I don't. Twitter is we're, done. We're podcasters, bro. You need a Twitter. Twitter is done. <laughs> <laughs> just tweet out the podcast, people. Don't get that suspended. I'm going to get that thing suspended. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, though, bro? You said you can't eat the lunch and what happened? Shit says zero. Yeah, they suspended Keese because uh, it looked like someone had like a. My follower said zero. So I said, what the fuck? <laughs> he couldn't interact with anybody. Bro, I got some of my best sweets off at lunch, bro. You know how salty that is? Yeah. Bro, oh, can I just read what it says? Yeah, look. Big ass banner. Y'all can see it right at the top. <laughs> your account is suspended. After careful review, we determine your account broke the X rules. First of all, fuck you. Your account is permanently in read-only mode, which means you can't post, <laughs> repost, or like content. You won't be able to create new accounts. If you think we got this wrong, you can submit an appeal. Fuck you. You won't be able to create new accounts. It's crazy. Yeah, because I created a new account already, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I think they meant like with the same email address. I have used the same email address. You use the same email address? Get that job. Think about that. Clip. <laughs> Yo, bro. Y'all are hilarious. I keep looking down. If you're watching this on YouTube, I keep looking down because two times in a row, we got about 40 minutes in yesterday, and our SD card messed up. I switched out SD cards. I updated the firmware and the recorder. And this week, um, I'm just going to announce it here because it seemed like everybody's fed up. And... Uh, we're gonna buy a new recorder <laughs> so you know because uh at this point it's cutting into our time um it's gonna come with uh all types of shit i'm being this john like a dj um so yeah let keys get that job, yeah we're not letting keys get that john he's gonna be making the noise like he did doing the discord yeah it's over it's over. shit like that <laughs> <laughs> oh we gotta put that nah, we gotta get the dr marco john because if you say a bar you say a bar but but the other john is no <laughs> All the other shit, no. You're, you're clipped. Um, bro, I can't stop crying. Yeah, bro. Yeah, if y'all see our faces, we were literally just crying laughing at Keith <laughs> losing his account. Um, Keith, clip this up for yourself. Yeah, uh, as a reminder. Yeah, like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, clip this up. Okay. Matter of fact, we're going, we're going to start a petition. Get my man. I can't hold you. I like my Twitter. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not like. <laughs> you say we just gonna start. I was so this. close to getting some Alan Bucks. Oh yeah, yeah he got yeah, all those impressions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Going right yeah. to the podcast, but y'all want to? I mean, they wasn't gonna cut the check because they, they, they was about to cut a big check. I was listen. Bro, the Alan Bucks was close. How many? How many the Alan Bucks was close. How many impressions? The Alan Bucks were close. Did you get five million? The Alan Bucks were close. He yeah, like four point eight. The Elon Bucks were close. He probably had four points. He's almost close. When I checked, it was like two minutes. Bro, they suspended it right before I got on lunch because right before we can't be on our phones because we're working and shit, I was on my Twitter. And how many impressions did you have? The Elon Bucks were close. Yo, he won't tell us the number, but. Yeah, man. 
That's pocket watching. No, it's not. I don't want to know your money. That's what I'm impressed with. This is the Elon Bucks, of course. Yeah, I'm about to start tweeting for engagement off the podcast page. If y'all, so if y'all see me saying some wild shit and fitting the agendas or starting them, mind your fucking business. Um, no, I don't mind your business. Oh, uh, engage. Yeah. Yeah. Get angry. It's 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 used to ignite the people. Um, yeah, but this we've been having some technical difficulties, man. We in here on a day after where it's supposed to be like our pod recovery day. Yeah, Keith's even looking at the recorder now. Like, I hope that shit don't say no no letters. Um, yeah, man, technical difficulties switched out. We got like four memory cards. We got a whole two. We got two backup hard drives. I only gave Keith one. He don't even know about the other one. All types of shit, man. We 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 there. Um, we almost a real podcast. We thirty. Eight episodes in? Episode, episode 38? I mean, I'm gonna call this 39. Yeah, this shit really like might be 40 for <laughs> Might be 40 for real, for real. Yeah, I mean, but. Yeah. We're getting to them numbers where you can't think of a player. <laughs> yeah, you definitely can't think of a player. Um, I got somebody for 39. Yeah, I got some people for 39, 40, 41. I got Harrison Barnes for 40. Uh, I'm dead, because he's. No uh, um, But yeah. I mean, that's Big Bag Barnes, though. <laughs> you know how to get a check. You talk about his bag. Um, <clears throat> I'm not even gonna ask y'all how your week was because it's very redundant compared to yesterday. How was y'all day coming into the day today? Cause y'all both tired of shit. Horrible. How about you, Keith? Besides the long time. and tiring. Um, no, I'm not really. I'm not pause. really. Long and tiring is not a pause. Yeah, no, but we move. We move. My coworker had a crazy pause moment early, but I couldn't say it. He was like, <laughs> he was talking about this cold beast. He was like, yeah, it's real long and hard. I had to hold no, my laugh, bro. No. My bro, first of all, first well, day we- Pauses in corporate spaces are the craziest <laughs> shit. Cause people, it'd be like, are you doing this on purpose? I'll be having to step back. Bro, he was really yeah. like, you, and he measured it with his finger. Yeah, so yeah, I was like, sitting there like, you, you draw. I'm going grab two pieces of pizza. My fault. See, I'm grab two pieces of pizza tomorrow. It's too big for my mouth. I'm like, it's walked off. Why do you eat two slices of pizza at once? What are you doing? Are you doing this on purpose? We got this one instructor the first day we was talking about, you know, the functions of the job. And he was like, yeah, so tell me about the D. We was like, what? Like, we didn't know each other at this point. Like, everybody, all my friends that are in the class with me, we ain't know each other at this point. We locked eyes like, bro, what this nigga just say? <laughs> so today we talking about schedules. And he like, yeah, sometimes you're going to miss a couple holidays. You're going to miss a birthday. You're just going to have to suck it up and swallow it. He was like, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, what are like, we doing he, he's not doing it on purpose. Nah, he's doing it on yeah, purpose. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not. I ain't going to lie. If I was, once I get to like 45, 50, I'm going to start doing shit like that. Like on purpose. Because you niggas look at you the benefit of the doubt. You get mm-hmm. the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I know exactly. Suck it up and, and take I'm going to come it. home and tell my wife, suck Babe, it up and you know what I did today? I'm like, baby, you know what I did today? I got them kids like seven times. They don't even know. Yeah, he be fucking my head up. With I be thinking like, the, like when Terrence has to pick at a kid trying to say, um, I would do better in the gym, and they're like, scribble, scribble. These kids are trolling this, bro. They're, they gotta be. Just like you're, I'm thinking that old hill was trolling y'all. He wasn't trolling. Different generations, they trolling this, bro. They trolling this. I'm sure about that at this point. Yeah, my, my mom had me on. I'd be like, hey, yo, mom, what's going on? Yeah, like, what are you saying right now? What's going on? But, yeah, we had a, a long week in Philly last week. Um, a drama-filled week. I couldn't even get to my shop right in my area. I had to, well, I couldn't drive to, through the plaza. I had to walk half a mile to get to the shop right. All because people wanted to loot. Um, now, I'm all for disruptive protests. Uh, 
constructive protesting, should I say. Not just mindless. I, was I felt like that was mindless. Before you came here, I was listening to uh, Chad and Matt. And Matt was like, why are you looting on Bro and Glenwood? And I was like, you know what? You got a great point. Well, like, why would you be on Broad and Glenwood protesting? Yeah. The, what is there? The the looting mugshot. Like, the thing is, it was it seemed like it was more people as, as far as looting droves than there was with the family. Uh, rest in peace to Eddie Izzari. Irizari. Irizari, I'm sorry. Um, rest in peace to him. But it seemed like it was more people um, looting than there was at the actual peaceful protest that his family had. You know, you know what's crazy? I remember when they was like, they put out the tweet, like, we're going downtown to see mm-hmm. the protest. It didn't interrupt nothing I had to do that day. I went to the gym. My gym was like right in that area. I didn't have any problem against the gym. It was actually a peaceful protest. The Lumen shit is disrupted like three things I had to do. <laughs> so it was just like, yeah, you had to hear a bottle a couple days later, shit. All fine wine and spirits. And I'm like, what did my grandma work there? Like now, I mean, it's maybe. If, what if I wanted a game at GameStop and shit? Like, and looting has been a part of uh, protesting. That's uh, a part of the branch in, in the sense of protesting. It's supposed to economically hurt people, but I think it was more. Uh, I would say productive, quote unquote. Because you weren't harming your community. You weren't harming your Roy community. is the community. Like you're harming <laughs> our community. Now there might be less uh, because of focus groups and the, just the whole. The government um, setting it up to where there's less black-owned businesses or concentration of black-owned businesses in certain areas, and you know, like Germantown Avenue and whatnot now, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> just Germantown as a whole. Shit that used to be black, black epicenters yeah, is not really a exactly. black epicenter, but it's still in the community of black people. And it's like, like you mentioned on our stuff, uh, yeah, like basically, Kyle was mentioning like. People were breaking into family-owned pharmacies, black-owned family pharmacies, versus the CVS. Yeah. That's a totally different dynamic. So like my grandparents go to the the black. Well, I don't even think it's black-owned, but it's the the family-owned pharmacy. It's not the big uh, conglomerate. Yeah. If you go break into that, what if my grandpa or my grandma needs some medicine that day? Like, right. You're directly affecting my family. You're doing more damage. Yeah. Than anything. Yeah. Now I gotta drop my. Call to get. I gotta drop my. I leave work early, possibly lose some money if I get paid per do, per hour. God, God, thank God I get paid per salary. But by salary, but well, I gotta leave work two hours early to go take it's mom that to salary and get overtime. You yeah. take overtime pay. Like I missed those things. But uh, yeah, like <laughs> like Shit, <me> too. <laughs> it, like what happens when it's like I have to leave work early, two hours early, or in, or I couldn't do my overtime today because I gotta take my mom. Basically, to two counties over because y'all looted the wrong spot. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just felt like it was a, uh, it was a lot. I saw a lot of dumb shit. I saw a lot of people, and then I'm not like an extremist where it's like, oh, these kids looting again. But it's like, well, a different stat I didn't, I didn't know. Only three people that they released on like the arrest sheet were under the age of 18. Everybody else was above. Oh, nigga, you ain't see the the, the, the sheet? It was niggas. I just thought 39, I just thought 42. Down bad. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were too. Uh, but that's that's what happens within the, the poorest major city. Like uh, there was one guy, uh, like a Spanish guy. He broke into a Family Dollar, and I saw my mom I'm like, "Damn, that's fucked up." She was like, "Yo, no, like I'm like, no, like they don't even have good food there. Like yeah. you're not even getting. They don't have good anything besides cleaning supplies." Yeah. 
and it's not even the best clean. Yeah, so it's, it's like, just like what you can salvage from. Exactly. So it's like, damn, bro, shit really bad out here. You know what I mean? And I understand shit is bad, but people are taking frivolous things, sneakers, which is which is a necessity. You're taking, you're but at the same time, yeah, GameStop. Come on, bro. GameStop's not even get the latest game to like, what's going on? You're taking a, a DS light from 06. Like, yeah, like, what are you on. doing? They're taking the phones. We was It's not right. Taking the phones? Yeah, like, you're just taking shit that, that you can't reuse. I mean, what, you going to play Sonic? I mean, yes. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would like to play Sonic <laughs> Riders, but still. He's definitely going to play Sonic. But how do you feel about the meatball thing? I wish we could have salvaged the clip, but I just feel like she's 21. Her brain isn't fully developed. Um, I said it, I said it, like she is, she's built her brain off dumb shit. Mm-hmm. So she can't go do nothing like positive, to, like, cause that's not what people follow her for. So she has to go do insane shit for clout. And her goal is to make money off it at the end of the day. Her goal is to get the impressions and we live in a world where it isn't the positive shit anymore. It's the, Sensation. The dumbest sensational slash shit ever. Unless it's like cute pets or shit, nobody really wants to see positive shit. It's even like when people post a guy. It was a video of a guy and his daughter, and the mom posted, like, "Oh, my daughter stole my man," and like he kissed his daughter like on the lips. It's his daughter. That's of him. So like, yeah. kissing his daughter is not sexualized. It wasn't even like a sexualized. Kid. It was like one of wow. Like, yeah, I, just, I kissed my mom on the lips. So I was like eight. Since you do the babies, so it was just like. Even shit like that gets negative comments, but somebody like Meatball having 10,000 people on her live loot, and it's like, it's all funny games. It's just like, we're sensationalizing wrong shit, and that's how she's built her brain. She doesn't really know right from wrong yet. I mean, she does, but like, not to the extent where she can fully develop brain thinking it through. Like, yo, if I go do this, these are the consequences. Or uh, maybe I like the young boy coming out of the store and the cops tackling him, like, Shit was cool. Shit wasn't cool, bro. You're breaking all these laws, and I don't think she can really think that far. She just trying to get a check at the end of the day. That young boy left that little woman with no sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. He was strolling out like, yo, shit. It was like, yo, come shit thorough. Shit, shit thorough. thorough. Shit cool. But, I didn't really take I mean, he, in his defense, he didn't have a bag. He didn't have anything in his hands. But you were breaking all laws, yeah. brother. I think, I think that's another thing. We're so ignorant now in and, and such masses because um, it took civics out of school. They took civics out of school? I don't know many people that took civics in Philadelphia School District. I'm going to keep it being. They First took shit. everything out of school besides English and math. No, I'm, I'm not even like No, like, no Ben. I don't know a lot of people that took civics in high school. That is crazy. I, I mean, I might want to do a poll. Just really think about it, right? Or even if it's in school, it's not implemented well. Just, just really think about it, all right? People don't understand. My mom always says this when I'm like, ah, like next presidential election, I really don't want to vote. I feel like Dave Chappelle has this, I think is part genius. I'm not sure where he got it from, but he says, if, you, if somebody keeps making you choose between a lesser or two evils, you're easily, you become easy, more easily, easily, easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. So basically- And indoctrinated. Yeah, so it's like, ah, cause you're gonna have to root for somebody, right? And it's like, he stabbed me, but she won't. Ah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to get I don't want to get shot in the face. Yeah. But he stabbed me. I'll take the stab. Yeah. And then it becomes like, oh, why are he just. You're a victim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everybody's a victim unless you playing the game with them. And even then, the lower level people are the victims. Like, my mom says this, and she just said earlier at a good talk, um, but she just basically was like, I don't respect 
the thinking of the people that are, oh, I'm just not going to vote in. They don't really affect my life. And then you look at it and it's like everything you, everything in your life is affected by voting. Mm-hmm. Every single little thing, down to the food in your area, the water supply, every, single, every thing. single thing. So she's just like, it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, it does not make sense. And then you have things it's like people Obama. Think of, people think of the numbers game, it's just like, we, they don't think their one vote has a lot of change, but it's just like, numbers add up. Yeah. Like, ones add up. <laughs> she was explaining how Obama wasn't allowed to appoint, uh, they, they kept, when he lost the Senate, they kept him off at appointing only 50 judges. And there was a, they usually get to appoint 200. Yeah. And it was 150 left. And Trump came in, and Mitch McConnell brags about this. He was able to appoint 350. Yeah, I watched the whole documentary. And my mom was like, look, think about it. A lot of our young men, we are disproportionately in the prison system. And if I'm appointing all the federal judges, who who's fault is it? Like, so it's like you don't see the connection but you in the streets but you don't I don't vote they don't think that far yeah nobody is that because they don't see the like, they don't see how it directly affects them until they're in front of it then they go read a book and it's like damn that's what I'm trying to get back why, to like the little white kid gets out of the judge because that judge knows him yeah. he was in a country club program or a boy scout with Somebody that he's closely connected to, and he's like, "But oh, that's a little time. Yeah, he, yeah, sure. he be getting yeah. in trouble." But Tommy, he, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I can't vouch for. I him. did smoke the wiggles with his mom back then. You know I didn't know why Tommy like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, all types of shit. But it's just a thing of I see Meatball as a victim, but at the same time, it can't be a point to where we get so liberal where we let her get away with everything. It's, it's, like I don't think I don't think she. I think. She's so not necessarily ignorant overall, but ignorant of the law. I don't think she. I think she genuinely, truly believe I don't have no stolen merchandise on me. I didn't do nothing. It was the girl in the video that was getting arrested with the guy. She was like, "I don't have nothing." He was just like, "You was in there." Yeah, you're not even allowed to be in there. Like that's that's trespassing. That's burglary. At, like, at minimal. <laughs> so it's like it becomes a thing of as a community, Where accountability? Yeah, like as a parent. As our neighbors, as her village or whatever, whether it's her teacher or not, they all failed her. Yeah. yeah. You they, know what I mean? They like, only need structure. Yeah, like it's like it's no community. It's no community, it's no sense of accountability. Like I, at twenty one I knew not to go, like you know what I mean? I saw niggas break into somewhere that was very valuable before. And I just walked by. Yeah. And I was like, let me walk a little faster, actually. I don't want y'all to I don't, want, you, I don't want to be associated. Yeah. It was a twenty time where you used to be scared to be caught in certain places because your mom knew that lady and that lady going to call your mom immediately. Yeah, for sure. It ain't that no more. Now they going to hop on the internet and talk shit about I you. I remember we used to get snitched on for cursing. Yeah, Like on the sure. block. Like be on somebody else's block. Like, yo, fuck out of here. I got snitched on one time. Yeah, for, you was cursing outside? Yeah, bro, shit. Bro. I got snitched on for crossing the street. I used to cross the street in the middle of the street, you know. Grown up shit. Yeah. If I didn't go to the corner and my friend's sister, her big sister, was on the porch, she taking me to my door. She like, that's so dangerous. You never do that. Then one time, she like, it's probably like the fourth, fifth time. She like, yo, I let you slide so many times. And I almost got hit. She grabbed me by my wrist, took me right to my crib. I'm so happy my mom was asleep. She didn't answer the door. Like, I'm so happy. I'm like, oh, she must not be home. Lying my ass off. I couldn't go outside if they wasn't home. Yeah. I, mean, I forgot what I did, but one of my mom, like, close friend's daughter, so she snitched so fast. Her mom called my mom. I never seen my mom get to picking me up that fast in my life. I got my ass beat the whole way home. Because it has to be, it's that thing, of, thing in you, 
it becomes a thing of like, damn, my mom, like once you start to develop empathy and it's like, I don't want to embarrass my mom. Yeah. Like you don't recognize it as a little, little kid until they show you like, yo, this is fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Like just imagine. And then you start, oh, it starts to, like, you think I want to come up here? I was like, no, I don't think you want to come up here. I don't want you up here. <laughs> like it got to be past the embarrassment of, oh, she's going to beat me later when yeah. I get in the house. Like, you know what I mean? It got to be like a, my dad used to say this thing of like, you're not representing just you when you walk out the door. You are representing, representing everybody. Grandma. Exactly. Like, yeah. yo, man, like, you, you gotta, you gotta main, you gotta. Yo, no pain to somebody hit you with. Your grandma ain't raised you like that. Now you just sad. You salty and salty and shit. <laughs> Long ass <laughs> mitt, like, damn. That's some real shit. I let Shirley down. I was, I was on the cheese bus. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. That one boy made me mad as shit. Like, I got so mad. But he's a few, few grades older here at Puberty. I was still a kid, so I wasn't rubbing him. But. Bro, this nigga, I was farting on the bus. He talking about, you always farting like, your family raised you like that? Bro, I got so mad. Like, the fuck are you talking about, bro? Clear you. Family raised a farter. Like, I can't fart. Like, I ain't gonna lie, fucked you up. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck him up today, bro. Real shit. If bro. you out there, you know, I know what I'm talking about, bro. You fucked you up, bro. Bro. Put me in a room with him. I fart today. Bro, imagine how Meek felt when Cooley asked him, what type of fucking father <laughs> Yeah, but it... It gets, it gets to the point where it's like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, my mom, but yeah, she about to be on your ass. Man. <laughs> I saw your last clip and you was, <laughs> yeah, you was but, tripping. Um, rest in peace to Eddie. It's funny, not funny, but wow, no, no. Meatball seemed like the only person that was saying rest in peace to him out of the looters. Like, you know what I mean? Like she was doing it in a very. Rest in peace, Eddie, yo. Like, yeah. Yeah, like a footnote. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we out here for Eddie, though. <laughs> we out here. We are, like, we draw, but we draw for Eddie. What's just... the word where you 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 make a, a very serious situation in jest? Where trivial? trivial? Not trivial. It's, it's not facetious, but it's like you're making a... good words now. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're, it's like you're, you're trivializing a, seri- a serious situation into something, like, humorous. Trivial, I don't know. Satire? No. Satire. We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. It's, I'm pretty sure it should be that. Because that's what it's like. She's like, she's saying rest in peace, Eddie, but... She's making a joke. Of yeah. It's not like, serious. Yeah, you're not serious enough. Yeah, so, I mean, to put a bow on it, I don't think we need... When people getting killed, there was a triple shooting that night, and we talked on the other clip, but they, they didn't have responders to go to the, directly to the scene yeah. right away, right? Living in Gotham. And it, it's Don't sad. Don't smoke the day? Uh, I mean, huh? you five people got smoked today. You could tell me thirty people got smoked today, and I really wouldn't. Be yeah, six oh four in the evening. Five, five people, people got, got shot today. That was no. It might be more now. That was at before you got here. Why did I get smoked? Why? Well, I'm not that man. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say something very dark. Yeah, but don't do it yet. Yeah. We gotta make it. A I'll wait till after, <laughs> I'll wait till after the cameras. But uh, you got one thing canceled today, not nothing else. Listen, but, I don't want to talk. But it's mainly like. It's a thing of like I can't I can't really where are we? What are we doing as a community? We're in a dystopian society. It don't seem like it yet. We are falling deep into a dystopian society. Because think about it, like what's think about what's popping, think about what people like, think about what people do. We are sensationalizing and people pay for Zeus TV. Yeah, we're sure. People pay their hard earned money to watch young women trivialize themselves 
and make themselves like food. And they see them, these young women get uh, money and And then they and say, who's money to tell and them, or clout. And it is, who's to tell them how to be proud of yourself? It's not about being proud of yourself, it's about what you represent. And it's just like, you shouldn't want to put that out there. It's, you could be so much more. Yeah. And instead of that, you're fighting. Like, honestly, not even that, Not even bro. for good reasons. Not even those- that. It's not even on them. It's about how we look. Well, I don't like to get into the, oh, we look crazy in front of what? But honestly, bro. Dude, I don't even care about me. I look care. crazy in front of. They look crazy in front of me. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. saying. Like they look crazy in front of everybody. Like person thinks, but it's like you look crazy to me. Like my whole thing is my mom. My mom got so fat when I was a young boy, and I was like, "We not doing that no more." Like when I was old enough to have that conversation with her, I was like, "We're not doing that no more." That don't make well, sense. You're not, you're not gonna let your mom fight. No, I'm not letting my mom fight. But yeah, this is justified. That fight was justified. So I was like, "Yo, like okay, I get it." But like when I was old enough to really think about what was going on, I was like, "You my mom. You're not fighting no more." Yeah, that's some fucking decorum. Yeah, like that's some <laughs> <laughs> like my mom can really rumble. So it's just like I get it, but like we're not doing that no more. We better than that. Yeah. Except so we've only broke the fight. I never wanted to fight nobody again in my life. <laughs> I was like, that makes so much sense. And I'll be always about to fight, but I'll be always about to be broke too. So Dallas <laughs> <laughs> is so I ain't getting nobody yet. Yeah, but like it's just. Like, people look at, like, oh, this person. It's like, oh, the black community, damn, because I, I really don't want to sound like a sellout. It's like the only sins now, as far as you get exiled, is if you snitching or you eating bacon, pork bacon. It's like snitching and pork is like the two, like, oh, my God, I don't know. I can't fuck with this nigga. I mean, I think we stand on uh, pedophilia, too. Like exiling pedophiles, yeah. Cause we, bro, Kells was d- running rampant. We talking about Kells from Philly or R. Kelly? <laughs> you said Kells. <laughs> Yo, what's up with this nigga? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to wish for a right era. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was a serious oh, question because they oh, exiled the shit out of Kells. <laughs> R. Kelly, bro. Oh. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, that, that's kind of different. different. I can't breathe. Bro. To reel it back in, that's kind of different. I can't breathe, bro. What I'm saying is, but no, we, we don't. We don't really stand on. Think about it like this, right? It is a difference. I'm gonna give them this. There, this was a different society back then. We only stand on it on the internet because it's the right thing to do on the internet. People have pedophiles in their own family and don't do nothing about it. Matter of fact, that's yeah. a fact. That's yeah, a fact. Nigga, nigga, you know, Uncle Charles or whatever touched. Yeah, I mean, the, I the say it all niece, the time. And we and held he, every, he, with everybody else. And we held Everything's everybody good. to the standard that we hold these celebrities to, we'd be in a much better place. Like, people hold, like, you can't mess up and say a slander just out of anger, right? I'm not talking about the N word or the F word, but just anything. If you call somebody fat, you're, you're canceled. You might lose your job. Huh? You're cooked. You're, you're cooked. <laughs> But if we held, that's what, that's like the baby saying, if the baby was like, I don't like big women. Remember he was getting all his love for hanging out with big women and just, if he was like, I don't really fuck with fat women, he would have been canceled before whatever else he did. But now, your uncle, your uncle be saying that shit every other day. I be saying shit like that every other day. So it's just like, I'm just being real. If we hold everybody to the same standard, we would be in a place where no one enjoyed themselves also. Yeah, but... It's a th- yeah, I, I just, I don't know what the rules are no more, so I, I choose to stay on the side. Call me a square, call me a dweeb, It's whatever. selective outrage. 
and it's misplaced selective outrage at that. Yeah, like them kids almost hit me with their car. I know the car was probably stolen. Like last night, I'm gonna I'm gonna give niggas a little insight. Young boy, I hear a little a loud little bang and like a, a tire screech. I look outside, I see my neighbor outside. So Dukes go check out and whatever. And basically young boy rode up on the curb with a with a Johnny. Car goes airborne, he hops out, hops in another Johnny with his friends, car full of kids. They come back around with their phones taping it. Now she said they looked about 13, 14 years old. What 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 the fuck is going on? Is you that's that's the type of time you want at 13, 14 years old. Why why this is like school's still in, right? Yeah. School was today. School just started. So not too long Where why are you out at eleven PM on a school night? Because their parents aren't monitoring them. Yeah, like we're living in a society where parents don't have the time to, honestly. I, I, that's one thing. But you have to make the conscious effort. And you can't just keep dropping them off on Mima. Because um, Mima is only 32. Mima won't go out too. You know? yeah. so, Mima's still <laughs> looking for that nigga to take care of her and whatnot. So it's just, there's. And then. They not getting homework like that no more. Or they getting like Are they, lying? they not they either not getting homework like that no more, lying about homework, saying they after school programs, not after school programs. So young boys getting craftier. They absolutely getting craftier, but they're also not being surveilled how we were. And there's no community to like, you're not about to walk into a 13 for you know you shit. Because young boy might pop you. So it's just like there's not there, where you where you, where you made back at? Yeah, there's no, we got a Maybach, bro. Like yeah, I'm no, listening to Flamers me. There's nothing for you to to gain from correcting him. Instead of like the outweighs you're losing your life, you see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, because you might not even better. He might not give a fuck about what you're saying. He just down you for no reason. Like, you're not really bettering the community in that way. You're just a martyr for no reason. So it's just a bunch of cons and negative factors working against the situation, and then they have way more access to information. Because if we had that information at age, it's a lot of kids I know that would have been doing the same shit, but mm-hmm. they didn't have access to the internet or the ability to use the internet or people telling them how to do this stuff. Like, yeah, because things was hot wiring cars, but now they got USB, they plug that shit in and go. Yeah, because the, the car, the one car that was on the curb was a kid. The other car that was riding in the street was a Hyundai. So like, these young boys don't even need much. They got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because these young boys, I'm gonna keep real, dumb as a brick. Like, people keep saying society's getting smarter. These young boys dumb as shit. I'm sorry. I would say the young boys that's selling these cars, yes, those are the ones. But the ones that's telling them how to do it, these young boys getting smarter. Them young boys getting smarter. Have you ever seen inside of a Roblox world? Nah. That shit is elite level coding. They have built entire games inside of a game. Yeah, but how many kids is that? It's a lot. Not about is that team. the average kid? It's the average kid. The average kid with a Roblox account. <laughs> Well, now, are they use are they applying this knowledge in any other areas? No, but I'm just saying like since we're a, a technology based or run society, yeah. their knowledge in that aspect is lighter is beyond what we have. And oh, I used to think sure. I used to think the same way you did, and so I started looking to this shit. I'm like, damn, these young boys is fucking snap. <laughs> so, but as far as their common sense, like we're dumber than our yeah, fucking sure. predecessors because I couldn't go and change an alternator. Yeah, but my stepdad could do that shit. Right. So it's just like they can't do the shit we do, but you know, it's just time is progressing and our knowledge is pushed to other places, but they're still dumb and lacking common sense and they're not getting the outside experience, so it's just getting worse. Yeah. Um Yeah, we're about thirty minutes in. I think we wanna to get to the meat pause, the meat of the show. Um where y'all wanna start? I wanna start on the Armani Exchange watch. 
situation. Okay, we can run that back. Because um, for me, like I said, it was just the discourse around it. Like, right, you want me to set the table? Yeah, go ahead. So this guy claims he helped his girl get a 100K plus job as um, a data analyst. Um, so basically t- teaching her how to fish. Um, and he was saying, like, oh, for my birthday, I expect that Rolex. And, you know, he got, for his birthday, he, po- he quote tweeted his own tweet, and he, po- he posted an Eddie V's receipt. Pretty good restaurant. And an like Armani uh, Exchange gold watch. I'm not going to comment on the quality of watch that is. And everybody on the internet turned into s- fucking theorists and professors and I, but not five suit theorists. Yeah, you know what I'm saying everybody had something to say and it wasn't productive or conducive to the situation. People were like, "That acting like 100k is enough to buy a Rolex." It actually is. Um, and she was saying like, she can't immediately buy it. When did he say he needed her to immediately buy it? He said he wanted for his birthday. But that's not immediately. That might be me. He didn't ever say like that birthday. I just want to meet my birthday. He said it's his birthday. My point is, right? She could have saved up for it. If, no, if it we don't know if she currently saved. That's it. what I'm saying. So I don't know if the situation is even true. I think so many factors play into it. Everybody should just shut the fuck up. And that's, the conversation around it was just dumb. Because yeah. people were acting like he, some, like he said before, they were saying like he, nobody asked her to do it. We have to stop acting like just because you didn't ask somebody to do something, if they do something for yeah, you. Yeah, somebody was commenting. Uh, it was the other check. way around. Huh? It was the other way around. What? The girl, who I will not name, because... I mean, you can't even find her on Twitter at this point. Good. That was crazy. All right. So, basically, she was like, um, why does she have to do anything in return when he did something that wasn't asked of him? And that whole thing is crazy to me, because, of course, everyone now nowadays is like, my love language is not having to ask. Which is dumb. You should be you should be putting your girl on to this, this, and this. And he did it without asking. Taught her how to fish. And it was no reward. People's yeah. love language is take, take, take. Yeah, there we go. That's what they're fucking There we go. You don't want to ask because you know what you're asking of the person. You yeah. know it requires you to give some effort back. Reciprocation. Exactly. People hate reciprocation. Yeah. And I've been trying to explain to people that that's manipulation. Because if he doesn't do it, you're angry at him, and now you're making him feel bad. And you're guilting into him into doing. And if you yeah. if you if you try to slick ask me or be passive aggressive about it, I'm gonna purposely not do it. Yeah, I hate I hate it. I hate it. Just ask me. If I fuck with you, more than likely I'm gonna do it. If not, but all that, all my, I wouldn't like. Yeah. But I, I really thought it was a that was that's some player shit. Uh, not even on some pimping, but that's some player shit. You teaching you. you I thought that like, was amazing. Like yeah, you know I mean like like we had the discord yesterday about whether it's this girl or not. That's the lady he clearly he bought his, he's planned to spend his birthday with. That's his main yeah. squeeze or whatever. And that's amazing. You go and teach her how to, like he said, go fish and get some money. So whether with or without you, she seemed like she could take care of herself. She could yeah. be self-sustaining. I put you in a, no matter what, I put you in a better situation than where I left mm-hmm. you. And I think that's, that's the key. We should all wow, strive to do that in every situation, to leave the situation better than what it was. Yeah. So... I just feel like, like subjective, su- subjectively, there's people like, oh, Armani Exchange Watch is bullshit. They can be in Arkansas, bro. Like certain, <laughs> certain places. You see people in Arkansas. Niggas in Arkansas got drip. Bro. Nebraska. The Ellis nigga in Nebraska. <laughs> we see. We see. The Ellis nigga in Nebraska. But we, there was a joke. <laughs> and we see how 
Bud Crawford was dressing before yeah. that 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 check that, that thirty million clear. But yeah, you know I mean, like it's like yo, like they're very a lot. That shit was crazy. They very Macy's. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what's that's what's sold. They got there. on stage and fucking um, fruit and loom boxes. Like sidebar. I remember when I did have a Twitter. Um, I was saying how somebody looked like they dressed in Alabama, and somebody that lived in Alabama that followed me was like, "What do you mean by that?" It was either sexist or Neiman's. It was like sexist or Neiman's started in Alabama, and I had to go look it up, and sure enough, it did. So they have like one of the best in the country. Alabama. Niggas actually shopped there, though. Huh? No, see, this they is put our, together the bullshit. Our, this is not the problem. They have the they have it, but are they putting together? This is, yeah, that's yeah. not necessarily the problem because we see Atlanta. Just because you go oh, in there yeah. and buy the entire mannequin, yeah. don't mean you fly. You might have some good pieces on, you be but they like don't. Belong, <laughs> they, don't be they, they don't belong together. Like it's it's like those niggas that go in there and uh, sorry, let me turn myself down. But it's like those niggas that go into the cologne section and it's like they spray that shit forty eight times. It's like you didn't ruin. The essence of what the cologne was. It was supposed to be really a hint smell and not a total nose like, blower. Now, ah. nigga, now, nigga, you're sneezing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's a higher alcohol content cologne. Yeah. Or that's an oil-based cologne. You're not supposed to even have that touch that type you're of talking, fabric. You're talking about shit that niggas don't even know. Yeah, about. but, you know what I mean? But I would say she definitely bought that Armani Exchange watch. In combination, they probably gave her a half-off deal with the Dior Sauvage, <laughs> with the Roach Spray. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I mean, personally... Who said it's not a Roach Spray? It was you, wasn't it? I said it. You said it? I said it. Okay. But the, it I, does I mean, have a very, like, alcoholic, aerosol smell, yeah. but... I don't know. When Dior Sauvage first came, I was hyped as shit. And, you know, like, I got an industry story about somebody... A rapper gifting another rapper to your survival. And it was hype as shit. Like, I'm talking about hype as shit. A rapper gifting Quick another question. rapper. What was your first cologne? My first cologne? My dad used to give me, like, his cologne, like, when they were about to run out. So I think it was, like, like Angel back in the day, the Star Bottle. My first cologne. My, my first cologne. Because I used to steal my dad's cologne. And I used to mix them jewels. Crazy. I, I ain't have that. Yeah, I used to. <laughs> crazy, but uh, matter of fact, so crazy. No, no, no weird shit. Girls just like take my clothes off and take time. They stole my shirt one time. They said you smell so good. They stole my shirt. Oh, right. <laughs> and another time, I was like ten. Another time, bro, I put that joint all on my shirts, my shirt, and everything, bro. They had me running around my boxers, bro. Where was you at? Outside, bro. I know that was an offer, offer roll home. Oh, I got in trouble. I had to tell them the girl. I had to. There was nothing I could do. So I found the cologne that my dad used to give me. It's called Mugler or Mugler Angel Standing Star. It used to be this bottle right here. That looked alright. Yeah. yeah, and it was like running out. My dad used to give me his old cologne. I, I, I fuck with uh, but my first I had the the first one I bought with my money. I bought it from Ross or Marshalls or some shit. I was like fourteen. <laughs> it was the Jordan John. And the Adidas moves. You was on some bullshit. You was on some bullshit. I just got some juke. I ain't gonna lie. I got some juke in the collection for funerals. No bullshit. I got juke for funerals, bro. I mean, bro, I be seeing old family members. I got the juke. You smell sick. That's exactly why I wear it. I can't wait to get home and watch this shit off. Yeah, R.I.T. smell that shit. Oh, my God. Bro, that hype, bro. You always smell so You're good. You're so mature. Bro, when I get in the crib, bro, I be scrubbing, bro. Like, all right, this shit off of me. 
I can't remember the last cologne. I mean, the Mine's first cologne I bought was because I saw my grandpa buy it. You remember the polo joints, the uh, the blue, the red, and the mm -hmm. green. The blue joints, my. You had that the blue polo sport too. Yes, exactly. yeah, that's why he's had Yes, sir. That, like that was my first spraying on my body and all that. Pause. Before that, it was yeah. the amber white from and pink pussy from the. Oh, the Muslim. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm talking Muslim about oil. I used Muslim crazy. Oh my god, amber white and pink pussy, bro. I had the Obama. I, uh, you know what's crazy? Cleared. I remember walking down Gerard Avenue and nigga was like, I got that Obama. I turned my head so I'm gonna give it a V. Where the Muslim oils at? I want some. Oh, you want um shop right at Baker Center? They yeah. out there hosting. For real? Yeah. I just don't want the aggressive niggas. Niggas no, are getting a little too aggressive for me back in the day. Niggas will walk up to you, bro. And rub the shit on And you. rub the shit on your neck with a little roller. On like, your neck Yo. is crazy. No, no, no. They, <laughs> on Yo, your I'm neck is crazy. Come, like I said, Gerard Avenue again, right outside the CBS before I tore it down. Walking downtown, my man, that's just sad. I said, bro, what the fuck did you just do? He said, smell that, young blood. It smelled good. I it smelled it. good as <laughs> I gave him my $10. He got my $10. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the Muslim boys. It was a very effective method because I bought the shit out of shit that day. Yeah, but that, 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 uh, that speech around that Armani watch and all that, I mean, he put it out there, so there's going to be discourse around it, but it was just like, bro, like, if he appreciative of it, he's like, I'll take it. So it sounds like he's settling in his mind. I feel like as a man, if you're a real man or whatever, you gotta kinda not lay down for your girl 364 days out of the year, but you, you gotta kinda take, take it take a lot of sacrifices for your, your lady. But she has to do it in return. The other 364 days out of the year. I feel like that's the one day you shouldn't have to settle in a yeah. sense. Like you don't I wouldn't go ask my lady, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey. I I need that I need that Porsche GT that that Panamera GTS yeah. for my birthday because that's crazy because I can't I I wouldn't ask you for nothing I can't, I can't provide myself, myself. Yeah. you know what I mean so you know like nice little Eddie V's dinner I think cool. this is I think this is a um, interesting topic because as a man you've never asked your woman for something you can, you couldn't do for yourself but your woman would but it's like it's difficult because your woman's supposed to think you Superman. She yeah. wants to think you capable right. of anything. Yeah, so I think it gets weird. To wrap, I'm, not to wrap it up. I'm not, I'm not capable of um, getting you a Maybach truck. But to wrap it up, uh, I was on the fence. I seen both sides of it. But I just thought the tweet from, I'm going to mention the tweet again. Because, you know, uh, Twitter user Sun I'm Sleep with the, with the bunny added. Yeah. He said, when it's time for your girl to spend money on you, she becomes like a financial advisor. And, you know, basically saying like, when it's time for a woman to spend, she kind of like yeah, they is know, real tight with her money because they know, they know the cost of shit. Yeah, they it's know like the cost of shit. If I spend this five hundred on you, that's five hundred out of my pocket. When exactly. It's time that you spend the five hundred on her. It's like you got it. Yeah, girl math. Yeah, I had a very um, immature argument before. Um, and I had a bar in there though, and I was just like, all right, so we break down. Instead of saying you got a bar, that'd be the wildest shit ever. That'd be the wildest shit ever. <laughs> that'd be bars though. Um, <laughs> Like, I was just like, look, if I, if I take care of 90% of everything, you know what I mean? What are you going to just be the Sephora queen? Like, what? so I got to take care of everything and the vacations and this and that. Like, yeah. and you just get to just spend your money for you. Did you ever see the tweet and it was like, um, how are y'all living like this? And then the guy was like, these women spend and don't check their account. These women are actually rich. The secret is they just have really good saving money. Well, and the what, man is paying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saved eighteen go checks this year. When we go outside, like we we us three don't really well Cosby outside, but we don't really go outside, right? 
because we know what comes with outside innocence. Right. I'm talking about like clubbing, standing on couch shit. Oh like yeah, that. I don't do that. That's like, we don't really do, we don't really do that on a frequent basis because we know that's a five hundred dollar plus night, mm-hmm. and you do that every week. That's about twenty some thousand plus a year. So it's like it doesn't make mathematical sense for us as guys that's trying to build something, right? Mm-hmm. You know, even if we had the money to go do so, it would be done. I, I already did the math on how much extra money I'll have after everything's taken care of every year. Mm-hmm. And I have it to do it. You know, I'm not flexing or anything. I'm still a regular motherfucker. But it's just like, it doesn't make sense to do it. Yeah. It's, so it's like, but you got to think from a woman's perspective, she can go out every night and might only spend a bean all week. And, and that, might be for, that might be for parking. You know it might mean? not even be for that. Like, it might not be for Starbucks. For, that might be for Starbucks and three fashion yeah, over I remember office. going out with some of my female friends, and the guy was like, I'm going to let y'all park for free. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but, I, I mean, the discourse, and it, there was a tweet I sent to my mentor, um, the Shannon Sharp, like, that's the only reason it came across my uh, my timeline, or my, 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 what do you call that? Peripheral, or my... Well, vicinity. Side of your eye. It's for a few. My vicinity or my, my view. Okay. Uh, a lady said, a 100K salary isn't Rolex money. A Rolex shouldn't be in anyone's vocabulary until they make 500000 I see why a lot of high earners are broke. These people are trying to live a millionaire lifestyle in a middle class budget. Shannon Sharp liked it. Cool. Um, I just don't think people understand or know the value of money or anything. And it's just like. And the value of watches sometimes. Yeah, the entry level Rolex. You get an entry level Rolex at 2.5. 2,500. Bro, so my. make 100000 they can't. Hey, that's not, my, that's not my, yeah, like, and I explained it yesterday on um, an episode. Like, if you let's say you get two ten dollars Starbucks drinks a day, every single day, you gotta have your Starbucks. That's gonna be about at the end of the year seventy two hundred dollars. So you can get a nice Rolex. You can get our little entry level Rolex for seventy two hundred dollars, seventy three hundred dollars. And all you did was cut out Starbucks. And all you did was cut out Starbucks. So or eating out as much. Like you just learn how to like. Oh, all right, instead of. Paying these people eighty dollars for the stick, I'm gonna make it for twenty. Like you know what I mean? So, I mean, people just like my mentor told me everything is totally subjective and about reference point because everybody lives a, a single, a different life. And my mentor is like, hey, like when you're ready for a Rolex, I'll broker the deal for you. Like I'll get you a good deal. I'll make sure you get something that holds value and will increase in value. And no bullshit, no aftermarket, you know, parts, you know, parts or you know modifications. And he's just like, I'm not going to let you buy something if you're not in a financial position to. So we're just going to have a real, very clear-cut discussion. And it's like, and he was like, these gurus be bullshit anyway. Like, there'd be a lot of gurus. I know y'all seen Philly gurus. I'm not going to say no names because we're still going to do a scammer episode, so I'll save it for them. Where these people are, they don't even practice what they preach. Or Detachable like, beard. Huh? Detachable beard. Detachable beard is crazy. By the eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Yeah. I saw him walking downtown. That shit was hilarious. Yeah. Did he have his beard on? Yeah, he had a beard on. Yeah, but like... Middle of the night. He had that beard on. <laughs> you take that joint off like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... It, what did he do? Take that joint off like Batman. <laughs> yeah, but it's like these people, these financial gurus... Like, I used to listen to this guy called David Ramsey. I heard him. That's the old guy, right? Old white dude, Baldy. And he's just like, always, he's a hell of a speaker. He always like, yeah, you gotta get out of debt. Da, da, da. Cash only, no debt. And it's like, bro, that's, that's unrealistic. That's not realistic like that. And then a lot of times, in order to go get to the next level, you have to leverage debt. Like, whether it's debt, it's just a, it's get a your debt, name. It's a debt based society. Yeah, so. As much as I tried, like, I got out of it. It's just like, 
you are always going to have some type of debt because even if you don't, right, you going to spend three hundred thousand dollars in cash on a house doesn't make sense. Yeah. You going to spend sixty thousand on a car, cash doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Buying most things cash just doesn't make any sense. These these wage uh, conversations, and this is a shameless segue. I'm going to segue into Waffle House workers. Um, these wage conversations really bring out the uh, the worst the worst of people, which is I think one of the worst elements as a person you could be is a fake elitist. Like not only if you're elite, I can understand why you have that reference point of some shit don't matter to you and you're beneath me. Yeah, I can understand. I'm not, I'm not saying I agree, but I can, but I can understand. understand it. If you're fake elite, like if you're in the hood and it's just like niggas, 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 niggas. Like I said earlier, like I don't want to come off like I'm not a part of the inner city because I am. But I can also I detach like, yo, like yeah. I'm not a part of certain bullshit that or things that we buy into. And people are upset because a lot of it was a couple of Waffle House workers writing some quote unquote triggering tweets about getting paid twenty five dollars an hour and they're they're possibly about to strike. And people were like, twenty five dollars an hour to flip some fucking waffles, da 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 and it's like, bro, pay them that everybody and like uh, Keith me and Keith referenced a tweet yesterday and there's a firefighter on there. I get paid twenty five dollars to run into a burning building. Everybody's underpaid, bro. It's not like that doesn't make anything better. People don't realize that people are doing things to satisfy shareholders. Even as firefighters, your pension is going to an ETF that pays out not even you at the top. They pay the top of the board who was a firefighter 16 years. And Bernie Mato. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so you're complaining about somebody getting paid $25 an hour when you should go yell at your boss. Like, you just bought a third boat this mm-hmm. year. We could have all got a raise for that. And it's just like, if you make a good enough burger, motherfucker, you can get twenty five dollars an hour. I ain't really too mad at that. But the thing that people bother people the most is, like Seb said the other day, somebody make twenty five or somebody make twenty eight dollars. I was like, damn, this nigga getting close. This nigga getting close. I can't. You say look that. at that. Like I can't evil. walk in Waffle House and feel better than him anymore because mm-hmm. I can't shit on this nigga. And yeah. it's just like, bro, even if you made that twenty eight dollars an hour, you probably really weren't shitting with him. That's probably his third job. That yeah, day. that's that's. I think. Uh, I don't participate in a lot of those type of Olympics. Honestly, that's why I don't necessarily post that much on Instagram. I'm not a braggadocious or uh, a flashy type of guy. Um, like I have a lot of the sneakers and clothes that people, you know, that are sold after or whatever have hype behind them. I get a lot of stuff before it has hype behind it. I don't post. Like people are policing Lululemon now. I've been wearing Lululemon yeah, four yeah. years ago. And it's like, that's, yo, people are fake a, policing. That's a, that's a nasty Bro, conversation. I, I got, you know how much I paid for my Romero's? Brand new from Stockings? $40. 74 That's probably after taxing and shipping. It's, yeah. It's probably Rob, Rob was getting, Rob has like six pair of aces. He was getting them from Brothers and Co. Factory for 35 to $40. Yeah. Like people were not buying them. And now it's the hot shoe and they're $300. And it's like, me and Rob would be crazy if we go on Instagram, or we would be kind of lame if we go on Instagram. Like, yeah, I heard y'all was looking for these. Like, no. Like, they're not even making the colors like those no more. But it's like, I feel like people only want money. A lot of people only want money to because they feel better than people. We're only, and I, that's part of the agenda, but um, it's a thing of, like, you don't have any tact anymore, any class. No tact, no shame, no nothing. Just... I got a hundred. Yeah, look at me, niggas. Like, it's become that. It's become like... I mean, and it's it's a big part of rapper culture influencing other parts of our lives. Mm -hmm. 
because it's just like me. everything's shitting on you. Like, oh, I got this. If, you I, got if this. you can't, um, somebody told a story about how Birdman became Stunman. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Diddy, because Diddy was yeah, like that was my a, one watch worth more than every watch. Turk, shout out hard boy Turk. Yeah, he was like my one watch more than every buying your crew out on. And I ain't got no diamonds in it. And Stunman and Birdman was like, I'm never gonna let nobody outstun me again. Bro, why was that your mindset? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> They felt puny. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just like the little, like you just a little. I guy. just feel like as a man, it's just like it's not that deep. Cause like at the end of the day, you still gotta watch for thirty, forty thousand on your wrist. Like you what came from. Was, <laughs> did you finish this job? Not even. Like, I kind of tapped. Turk was saying uh, they was getting fake watches. <laughs> so that. Because I could have sworn he was like my watch was thirty, forty thousand. No, but look, it, it can't. That's when they just start getting real watches. Okay. So it's like you gotta think of the mindset of a nigga that's getting fake watches. Like he was like on the big timers album, those are fake fake rubies. Like he like bro, like yeah, he used to come come and get give us all fake Rolexes for a minute. So it's like it's coming from somebody's insecurity. Yeah. Even though I'm pretty I, sure I didn't hear that part. the legend of Birdman is he been had money since he was a kid. So it's like like since he was hustling like mid teenager. So it's like even if he got money, it seems like he always been quote unquote frugal. I mean, it's, but insecure. It, it seems like. Most of these people who get money become insecure. I think because money is such a scarcity in our society. Mm-hmm. Like if you really think about it, the top forty people in the world hoard so much of our wealth. So money is a scarcity. I also feel like people feel like if so they if they put in a certain amount of work, that's somebody who didn't put that amount of work in shouldn't be that close to them. Yeah. I I, I felt like I showed my mom the Wallow clip earlier. Um, Wallow was at the Black Tie event, the Reform thing mm-hmm. hosted by Jay Z. And he talked about like, yo, we gotta get, we gotta get back more, and it don't help just because the camera's there. Yeah. And I was showing my mom that, and she was like, I'm not trying to take any anything away because I know a lot of these people put a lot of time and effort into their craft, but a lot of it is the luck of the draw. Mm. So it becomes a thing of you're always gonna have insecurity. Yeah. Like if you if Kai is a coder, right? If Kaz builds his brand and his career off of being the best coder, and that's just it, and he works his way up from, I'm not going to say Kaz's salary, but he works his way up to where Kaz gets paid $5 million a year to set up a coding infrastructure for multiple, you know, Fortune, not even 500, Fortune 10, Fortune 25 companies. He gets paid five hundred for consulting just to make sure, like, oh, this code is gonna fail. This code is easily hackable. This code is easy to, you know, fuck up with. You know what I mean? If Kaz sets it up like that, Kaz will be made way more secure. He might make less money, but Kaz will be way more secure within Kaz rather than Kaz go to the studio tonight and go make a hit and just blow up like that. Yeah, There's gonna be an insecurity. He might not be able to make another hit. <laughs> Uh, it turns into damn. Do these women really like me? Because it's it's a whole your whole life it's does a one eighty, yeah. and your whole life is based off of people buying into you, yeah. but even and you being player, cool. I dropped thirty tonight. I might not drop thirty tomorrow. So it's like, but the uh, interesting point of view. I'm sorry to try to interview somebody had about it. Was like it was forty eight billion dollars in that room. Mm-hmm. You only raised twenty four million. That's insane. Yeah. So think about that perspective. Yeah, see, I never like, thought about that. These fundraisers think about how much money is actually in the room. And how much money they might have wagered more than that that night because it was at a, a casino. casino. So it's like, just think about that for a second. That's insane. <laughs> Twenty-four million dollars compared to forty-eight. 
billion is nothing. Just a slight bit before we progress in the topic, but I know Travis Scott didn't donate anything. That nigga was on the table. <laughs> Bro, and he was standing he, on the bar. Why did he walk up? Jay Z looked up like, I know you're not up there right now. Bro, so like, Hold like right there, right, bro. Yeah. It's three tables in between Travis and Hold. Mm-hmm. This nigga gets up on the table and steps over each table and didn't get down when he got in front of Hold. He stood on the table and tapped Jay Z. And Jay Z just looks up like, what, what the fuck, fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> bro, that's a mother. Yeah, Travis is a wild motherfucker, man. Them, them, whatever he does, I don't know if he, I don't know. But, yeah, but. <laughs> Like to, to, to put a bow on it and uh, just just to personalize it to crystallize the point. If we like TRP, I'm going on every fucking episode at this point and said that's my favorite. That's the only Patreon I subscribe to. I'm the pre, I'm the top Patreon guy. You know, you raise a price. I don't give a fuck. I think it's premium content. Um, what else? I didn't I didn't brought Kaz on board now. Kaz seems like he consistently views their content and. They just signed to deal with Revolt, right? If we were today, like, this is what I'm saying. I'm going to try to crystallize with the luck of the draw. If tonight we posted a clip on TikTok and they decide to make us mega viral and we go sign a deal tomorrow off of that or next week or next month or whatever, we're going to be insecure as podcasters yeah, because we didn't even put in the necessary work. Yeah. Like, it's like the, what, what did we say that made you? What Exactly. Who are we in the grand scheme of things? Like, Jeff T not even 50 episodes in, they just signed a deal. You know why they're not going to be insecure? Because the, the host worked in media for over 15 years at this point. Jeff T earned nine figures in the NBA. Like, I have put in the work in my profession to talk about sports mm-hmm. and just sh- and I've lived enough life to talk about the culture, the American culture at least, mm-hmm. as far as nigga shit. And that's what they do. Yeah. They have a chef on their show that deals with all different levels of people, whether you're poor, rich, middle, middle class, or whatever. So it's like it's you have three this, people that's been in damn near every walk. Yeah, exactly. So I might, you know, what I mean, their insecurities might be a physical appearance or other things, but I'm not insecure about the work I put in. Mm-hmm. Versus us getting it too soon, where it'll be like, oh, I don't know. Like yeah, I don't want to. Next clip is something. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't. We don't have any leverage. I don't want to do it. Yeah, because what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <What I'm, laughs> like yeah. it's gonna, it's going I know it's gonna be no disrespect. It's gonna be quote unquote a slave deal. So, and it's like, if, if TikTok decided to, I would, that would be nice. I would like the views to go up for my ego, but past that, what, is it really what does it really do for us? Yeah. To that point. So, it, I feel like that, that's what a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of things happen to celebrities, um, whether they're putting the work in or not. Like, we're actively putting the work in. Um, but it's just like, we're putting the work in, but it's just like... It's a different level of work. Like, yeah, it's a different sometimes level. Sometimes you might not put enough work in yet. Like, yeah, exactly. We didn't, we didn't put in enough work. And I feel like a lot of celebrities, you know, get to the point where they put in work and it's like they have to put in, like, you see Kevin Hart's comedy grind? He, like, he says, I purposely stay away from the tough topics because I don't want to be canceled. Because I got to keep this bad coming in, bro. I work too fucking hard. Where he, who was he fought the host where he got canceled? Uh, Oscars. Oscars, I think. Yeah, it was Oscars. Yeah. But, or the Academy Awards. That's the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, Academy Awards. So, but you got to think, from Kevin Hart's perspective, bro, I'm in a room with Patrice O'Neill, Bill Burr, all these funny-ass people, like, really 
Then the comedy seller in New York, and they telling me I'm not funny. Like they been, but they telling me like, yo, you're the worst nigga here. Craig Robinson, all these legends. Yeah. I go from that to where I got records. I'm one of the biggest comedians ever. It's not you can't name ten comedians ever bigger. I'm not saying better, bigger than Kevin Hart. Okay. And that's all because I, he works. He works well for the system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It ain't just all. Like that nigga worked his ass. So don't get me wrong. That nigga was putting out a special every summer, like he was Jay Z with the albums, but. It's still somebody was on tour for like three years straight. <laughs> somebody is pressing the button to to green like Kevin Hart yeah. because he's still getting movies. He's still getting that. He's still getting promotion for this. Like we see, they press pause on Will Smith a little bit and shit. They got a little slow. It's a little shaky. Like you know what I mean? And that's Will fucking Smith. That's probably a top, objectively probably a top twenty-five actor ever. So it it. it, it it's a it's a lot that more that goes into it's it. a lot more that goes into it. Shout out to Wallow, to I, I shout out to Wallow for bringing the conversation up. Yeah, for bringing Even the conversation up. Niggas was like crickets, but shout out to you for bringing yeah. I didn't. I thought I thought as the speech went on, there was to be somebody in the crowd like yeah or somebody started niggas clap looking like. Niggas like, oh, yo, shut the fuck up. Like, it's bald niggas talking about giving up more money. Yeah, it's bald niggas. Bro, you know how much I paid to Uncle Sam? Did it? And it's like, yo, if you actually set up. I ain't gonna lie, though. Know, I kind of understand that a little bit. Yeah, but if you set up a nonprofit, no, I, you would have to give it up. It's all types of shit. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a lot of ways to work and maneuver around it. But some NFL player did his check. And oh, yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw. I'd be a little upset, too. <laughs> what happened? So NFL player, um, a defensive player for the San Francisco partner, I can't think of his name right now. He posted his like his game check. It took like three hundred thousand in taxes, just off the top. Oh, all right. And, and there's a there's a caveat. Uh, there's a the, not not caveat, but there's a alternate conversation uh, that went viral again. Y'all saw Jay Z on Kevin Hart's show, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Show. And he was talking about like not giving money to his family or something like that. Yeah. Before but we did even you see the clip. Yeah, I, I watched the clip. This shit was a hypothetical, and people yeah. were asking, no. like, he goes to Thanksgiving dinners and tells his family no. No, but honestly, all right, so there, there is a lot of layers to it. Um, because I feel like, one, if I'm here for family time, like Jay-Z used the word literally solace, if I'm here for that, I'm not even in the right mindset to hear your business plan. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And also... I want to talk about it. If this is really your dream... Why would you want to talk to me over fucking turkey and... Well, also, I understand a certain point from a person that wants it so bad. What if this is the only time I get to see you all year? Cause you, you might give me a number and never answer. Yeah, me personally, I would try to arrange a meeting and to talk about outside yeah, me of... Too. Me too. Because I don't even want to talk about but that it, shit. But there's a thing of... Like you said, it's luck of the draw because Hope might not fuck with that cousin. Or you might, he might be fucking... Because it's a lot of cousins. I don't fuck with that day. So it's just like... Bro, it's it's a thing of it's honest, just so many lyrics to it, and it's not one answer. Like if I if I get money, right? Of course, my parents are fine. Whatever lady I'm dealing with is fine. Y'all are fine. Like I'm talking about money. Like if I get like fifty million dollars, twenty million dollars, ten million dollars, even y'all are fine for the immediate future. Like I'm like yo, y'all can like if I get a crazy mansion, like yo, you could live in this John. Like you know what I mean. And don't be on some uh, lucky days. I was just about to say Dion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, yo, y'all could live in this joint because I don't even want to live in a mansion alone. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, y'all could live in this joint as long as you're doing your shit and let's figure out a business so we can keep this shit growing so y'all can get y'all own 10 million. As long as you're not distracting. Yeah, exactly. I feel like if somebody makes it super rich in your family, like a Jay-Z, go ask for a job. 
Yeah, like, th- that's this, a different this conversation. They won't ask this, for it. This the thing also, this is the thing that I, th- I think that a line needs to be drawn because, what they call it, Kaz? Something about, like, it was, they're basically saying it's like a text. Oh, the, um, the Black Wall text. The Black Wall text, like, where it's like, yo, you get to be seen as a person with money in your, in your, in your household. And, like, it's like the Isaiah Thomas and Bill Lambert thing. I talked about it on here. Like, when Isaiah Thomas got money, he lived, he bought a crib next to Bill Lambert's childhood home. Yeah. Like, you got to think, this is one of the best basketball players ever. He found out what his parents did, and they were, like, something regular. Not yeah, regular, but, but not basketball. It's not, it's not as glorious as NBA. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's coming from two, two totally different perspectives. I like I like Kyle Porter. He put out a, on the Players' Tribune a few years ago, he put out a letter explaining the difference between the black NBA experience and the white NBA experience. Yeah, that was a good Like, line. yo, these people are, not these people, but uh, my teammates, <laughs> my teammates are getting checks and their first, their, their first big check, they're giving it to their mom. Like, basically, like, they're buying a house for their mom, they're buying a car for their mom, they're buying this for their aunt, they're buying this for their dad. And it's like, yo, I never even had to break down a check with my parents. You know what I mean? It's two totally different experiences. People don't understand the str- like I I want to say people don't understand the str- stress of it. They can't comprehend it because you get stressed out breaking down your check at, ch- at checkers. Yeah, it's a whole different bag when I got a one point two million dollar check and my mom on a range. But I want I want to make it very clear. Like people are like, yo, he's a billionaire. Like somebody went even as far as to say that he complained about that little bit of forty eight hundred dollars or whatever. That little bit of money that that makes me believe he's not even a billionaire. This is where I gotta understand. I don't care if it's a dollar. I don't owe you anything. Yeah. Truthfully, yeah. like y'all, my mans, I love y'all to death, and I, I, I enjoy your company. That's why I would have y'all around. Right. But it, it wouldn't be like I owe cause. Yeah, because at the end of the day, if you decide not to give us anything, it'll be crazy. But you don't owe exactly. it. Exactly. It's like, more of a friendship. It's like damn. Yeah, like, it's like right. I, I think people put this value, and everybody has their own view on family. Everybody put this value on family bonds that might not even be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he might not like that motherfucker that's asking. Like Kanye said, the cousin that stole my laptop, you filthy motherfucker. You mm-hmm. might really be that filthy motherfucker. You asked me for 800 I will smack you. I fucked with a whole heavy where he was very forgivable to his uncle, who told him he would never sell a million records. He talked about that on his Magna Carta Holy Grail uh, uh, media run. Uh, he was at Hot 97. And he basically said, no, everybody's scared. Like, it's not, it wasn't a personal attack on me. It might have been spoken to it me. It's just unbelievable. But it's, un, it's unfathomable. So it's like, I yo, I... I never changed the bitch perspective on me. Yeah, it's like, yo, I, I'm not trying to tell you, Kaj, you can't be the best quarter in America because I don't believe in your talents. Yeah. It's because I tried to go be the best at something and I fucking failed. Yeah. And that pain, I'm still living with today. And yeah. I don't know how to tell you that, that I want to protect you from yeah. that. So or it's, it's just like, like the odds of it all. Like, yeah. what is the odds that this nigga that I'm cool with, this nigga that I love, will be the best at anything where yeah. it's just like it's so many people in the world but this nigga that i can reach out and touch reach out and contact is the best proximity uh uh rich rich paul has a great interview with gilbert arenas um their whole podcast he he kind of given it up and he was like proximity proximity warrants disrespect because like people have a higher respect for kobe or jordan in a lot of cases and no make up myth either. make up myths or whatever because they knew you can't be my friend. So that make you want to be my friend more. LeBron's so inviting and open with everybody. He'll work out with anybody. And it becomes a thing. I'm, oh, yeah, that's just Brian. Because you might see that nigga miss 
18 times in, in a workout yeah. where he would drop 50 yeah. in the head. But in the back of your mind, I saw this nigga miss 18 shots. Yeah. He just had a lucky day, so you uh, get to talk shit. I see where that, I see where that, uh, I see where that can, um, sorry, I'm so sorry, guys. I see where that can intersect with, uh, with the topic because it's like, I seen you miss, or I seen you fail, or I seen you at your lowest. Yeah, like Jay-Z there's no way in the world that you. Jay Z first song wasn't a hit. I don't know, was it? I don't think so. I doubt was it. it not? Hawaiian Sophie. Mm-hmm. Hawaiian what? Hawaiian. Oh, I'm talking about his literal first song, like the song that we never will hear. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a hit. He probably no, I mean, freestyling in the neighborhood. Niggas probably like, hey, DJ Clark Kent. Man, they said DJ Clark Kent since the, the Phoenix of Jay Z has been calling him. Jesus Christ, a rap. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? What's his skills. name? Skills. 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 Yeah. Rap ups used to be flames. Well, used to be. Used to Uncle Murder. Yeah. He brought it to shot. Skills. Rap ups used to be crazy. Flames. Um, back when we used to do MySpace pages. Mm-hmm. It's the 08 rap up. That's a banger. Yeah, I, I feel like that was. Rap up. I feel like it was a good, good conversation, guys, on that one. Um, real quick before we segue, I want to apologize for no clips. He's gonna apologize for people for no clips. <laughs> <laughs> Why y'all start laughing? You're going to whisper it to him you Because huh? you make the clips. I do make the clips. So it's like he apologizing. Like, on my behalf. Apologize. He apologized on my behalf. Yeah, but he's saying like, it's more sincere when it comes from the person. Like, if I shoot you, it's... I'm bringing we talking to you. What are we talking to do? Yeah, yeah I apologize to the people. I know y'all like seeing the clips. Life been hectic. Life been beating my ass. But clip soon, man. Clip soon. Um... Media. Speaking of media and uh, industry plants or whatever, what do y'all think about this Offset and Bobby thing? I think people. Is it because she's a white girl? It's exactly because she's a white girl. Because y'all about, alert her trigger y'all way too hard. Think people let trigger them, right? They already let Krishan. Krishan, uh, for example, Krishan triggers everyone, whether it's good or bad. And Krishan has done nothing positive. <laughs> she's done nothing she's positive. Done nothing positive. She's kid food. Like she just she's existed. done nothing positive, but be open about what she's going through, and it ain't positive. <laughs> so the fact that a white woman is getting, even if she's an industry plant, she has done nothing wrong to anyone. I think I think people are like, yeah, because she don't ever do this to white people. And her first interview, interview was, was a white person was with Rick Blackman, <laughs> and she just interviewed a white person a couple weeks ago. But she did it to Mark Cuban. <laughs> and she did it to Mark Cuban. It will not make your algorithm because you don't interact with people that are fans of Rick Glass. Yeah, you don't know who Mark Cuban you is. You don't interact with Mavericks fans or Mark Cuban himself. You're not really interested in podcasts or the conversation around podcasts or dark humor or satire. Or podcasts. You're just angry and, it's like, and miserable. And it's I, just, people, somebody said she's making a, a career off of feeling like she's better than people. She's making a career of being socially awkward. Yeah. Like, the the fact that you feel like she's trying to be better than you speaks more to your insecurity than what she's doing. Yeah, I think people are projecting at this point. Whether she's a plan or not, that remains, up, you know what I mean, remains to be seen. Because she's on tour with Funny Marco. Whether she stole Funny Marco's floor or not, she's giving him a bigger platform. So how is that feeling like she's better than My whole thing is, that wasn't Funny Marco's flow. It wasn't. I'm just, so saying, it's like, like, I'm just saying, like, in your mind. That's a small-minded thing, like, where it's like, yeah, I understand Funny Marco's the reference point for you guys because you guys might have just caught this type of humor. But Zach G from a, excuse me, from a hangover, Galifianakis yeah. is an easier reference point. The more the the original and modern day reference point of that interview style. Yeah. If you go and see, uh, I think it was Funny or Die or something like that. So it's like people you see the Eric Andre show. Like 
It's like people just go completely brain dead when they see a white person from out of nowhere get any type of traction. And I get it. We've been beat down for a long time, but like sometimes you got to think a little hard. They should do shit like that, like this, like that, like all that. Yeah, they should do shit like that on the office. People um, love the office. No, but this is the thing: people don't. They don't get the office. A lot of people. Honestly. A lot of them don't get the office. Yeah, they just. Uh, it's yeah, very niche. yeah. It's very like they, they don't. They really get the overtly get, funny. Yeah, shit. exactly. Like, this nigga's running around. Like, you don't fire. get like, like the the stuff that's supposed to be funny on the office is like the surface of the funny shit. The real funny shit is like the coded funny the shit. People that have been in those situations where can understand the reference points. Yeah, like I don't really know. Like I I, I just. Like they're like, yeah, Offset cooked her. She don't know how to handle it. He was cooking. He her. was cooking her. Very but just like, but it, it was like she didn't know how to handle it. I, th- I feel that's like how the, the car. That's the character she yeah. plays. Because like, they did a whole music video after, so it's just not like she didn't take it. Like bro. Sukiyana had her in the club, and they're like, oh look at her being awkward in the club, and it's like she's in character, bro. Now and only, she might not like you take me to certain clubs. I might. If I see a Joan with a stab wound on her chest, I might. I might. I might look a little weird. Yeah, I might look a little when weird. We, um, she has a stab wound on her chest. I'm saying a stripper. Uh, like when I left the bar a couple summers ago with uh, Steve and Pearson and uh, whatever. No, not whatever. Steve Pearson and Jane were. I can't remember Jane's name. This girl had a gunshot wound in the back early. I was completely stunned. <laughs> That's funny. I was completely. I, I looked like Bobby. I was in that motherfucker like this. A gunshot wound in the back early. Is she ain't here partying? They was like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "She has a gunshot wound." In her. So it's just like. She's also a 26-year-old suburban white mom, a middle-aged, like, she might not have ever been in the trenches or whatever strip club they've been in. She's like, yo, where the fuck am I? Right, this shit is crazy. So, like, you guys, everybody doesn't have the same reality. Or she couldn't have been a big fan of Drake, and they're like, yeah, why is she acting like that at a Drake concert? If I'm at a concert, like, I think she, I think she sells for the camera. Everybody embellishes a little bit, I feel like, for the camera, when you get to that level. But also, Everything if I don't know, there, yeah, if I don't know Drake songs, and everybody, it's 20,000 people when you're singing this, it's like, it's like, yeah, okay, okay, now, like, if I, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's some people that really don't like Drake like that. I know it's hard to believe. Like, my man, my man is Russian. Um, I, I don't know his wife's uh, ethnicity, so I won't even try. But, bro, they, they didn't play Drake last week, and he played some rap there. It was mainly Meek. I, going back, but he didn't play any Drake like Yeah, yep, his he's not playing uh, sooner than later. Yeah, he, he didn't play any. Like, he didn't really play any like this is Drake's song. In yeah. sense. Like, not even a guy's playing nothing. Yeah. Like, and he loves rap, but it's like some people don't like like listen to that type of you know what I mean whatever. But it's it, I don't know, bro. I, I feel like y'all getting real big brain and. No, I, don't, I don't have a problem with Bobby or what she's doing, but I'm just sick of the discourse. And yeah, I, the discourse I did this. I, I did this I'm thing. Sorry. I, I did this thing on Twitter where if I didn't like what people were saying and it kept popping up on my for you page or whatever, I just block it, mute it, whatever. Yeah, so that's what I did. Interacting with things they don't like, it's driving. funny. It, it, you're driving it more. Yeah. Like you can go ahead and even like a tweet that goes directly against it and leave it alone. People are quote tweeting it and building it. Well, more. you do know like liking it actually. It's yeah. worse. They'll they'll put the side that you don't like on your timeline if yeah, you like it. Right. Like, they Twitter vicious. They got me out of here. The algorithm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy's crazy. The algorithm. Um, but speaking of algorithms um, and whatnot, the queen of the I'll call her queen of the algorithm, Brittany Renner. Did y'all watch the Shannon Sharp interview? 
I didn't watch it. I didn't. And once I was, I was going to watch it, but then the the thirty five body shit cooked me. I was like, I don't think this is the conversation for Club Shay Shay or what we should be talking about. Or when I'm tuning in to Shannon Sharp. You watched the Keith? Uh, I seen like a twenty second clip of it. I watched the whole thing. Uh, well, about ninety percent of it, and she talked about like, hey, you had. Uh, you had Steve Harvey on here. You had Ocho Cinco. You had DC on Fly. Like you had all these stars in a sense. You had all these people who have a guarantee. Uh, you the obvious skill, and they're they're stamp stars. Why do you want to interview me? Basically, like you because I'm a fucking star. And I think the social media. This is what happens, and the lines get blurred. Because she named all areas of like talent in a sense. And I think her talent is necessarily triggering y'all. Yeah. Like I think that's her talent. Like how Kim and them talent, it's the same type of it's a fruit off of Kim Kardashian's tree, that type of thing where it's like the talent of the Kardashians is to keep your attention. And you get paid for attention. Now. You may not think it's a talent, but so wake up every day and think of what's going to get people talking yeah. about you or coming up with something that's going to make people talk about you. It's yeah. a skill. Yeah. Whether we agree or not, it's a skill. I had people uh, on the timeline. Brenda has been in our conversation since 2012 or some shit like that. Yeah, she, she's been around. That's, a, like, that's a, almost that's a decade. What the fuck? You and the nation, on uh, like, think about it. We're in Philadelphia. In the middle of our, my neighborhood, mm -hmm. why are we talking about Brittany Murphy? And I'm not gonna say <laughs> I'm not gonna say I, I would say I, I'm gonna just say this. I've met Brittany Murphy personally. I've been in intimate spaces with Brittany. No, I didn't fuck Brittany Murphy. Yeah, well, I've been in intimate spaces like, with <laughs> Brittany Murphy. Like I I know her. Like I'm talking like had her phone number in my phone type time. So do you still have that phone? <laughs> Yeah, it's probably in my my old text we on my phone now. We, we might have to get that. Yeah. No, we're not, man. I, I don't I don't uh, destroy relationships. No, no, no. Just I'm gonna talk about my nice No, she can like Philly. How did somebody get this phone number? She's gonna reference and then. It's cool. I'm a, you ain't gotta do it, bro. I'm gonna hit her a point. You're, oh, all right, yeah. Keep doing that. Um, but yeah, man. Your management and everything. I'm gonna get into the 35 bodies. Mm -hmm. When was the last time y'all asked a girl about her body? Can I what? Uh, when like I was 11th grade. When I was, whoa, that's a little too old. Huh? I was a little too old. Word? That's too old. Kyle's was hitting shit at like 11, so. I lost my Virginia at 12. Um, story time. I'm no. not telling that story. What? <laughs> no, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not But I stopped asking girls their body count when I started realizing how it made me feel. And I was like, this just don't make sense. And I still want to fuck. Make you feel? I'm never going to feel good. I'm yeah, I'm never going to feel good. Like, I was... I'm not, I, I guess and I'm I, never gonna believe you. I, that's the other part. I no, was, no, no, no. See, I was, like, I was, I was, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. I was having a conversation with somebody I was done with, and she was like, "So you don't want to ask me nothing?" I was like, "No." She was like, "Why?" I said, "Cause I don't want to know." Like, what if the girl like, initiated the conversation, right? And you tell her how many bodies you got. I'm like, don't answer. And she keep it real and tell you how many bodies she got. I've, I've tried and triple. I've had that huh? conversation and triple. And before she could say it, I just was like, oh, don't just leave it up, leave it up. Bro, I love, well, I'm not going to say I love this girl to death, but, you know, she's my homie. She told me back second year of college that she had 17 bodies. God damn. Damn. <laughs> I'm not shaming her, but, like, I'm not shaming her either. Do your thing. Yeah, like, my mind. I know plenty of women with that many bodies. I don't look at them any differently. 
Yeah, like you still I don't even look though. at women. I'm done. If you got an STD test that came back clean, even when I'm done with that, have a lot of. I don't really look different until I find out the stories behind. It'd be the stories behind. Yeah, the that's, what it, that's, that what that's what it. That's what it. That's what it. It'd be the yeah. story. <laughs> so, like I, I, I'm done with. with Multiple digit body counts, and yeah. I was just like, okay. Like, what, what they, you mean you got charged for fucking in the car three times? When they start talking, like, how did he get you in the back of the truck with no windows? What you mean you had sex with four niggas in one night? You see what I'm saying? There's another thing. Did you see that with Brittany Runners at? No, she had sex she with three niggas in a day. Yeah. And all she got was a yeast infection. Where? My whole thing is, why would you have sex with three niggas in a day? She said out of the 35 bodies, 17 were uh, I, I, one night stands. I don't know if you ever saw this tweet. Chad had a freak. This is one of the funniest tweets I've ever seen in my life, bro. It was like three in the morning. He posted a whole screenshot. He said, "Who up with no yeast?" Oh yeah. Fucking crying. Yo, no. Bro, oh, some bro. real shit. <laughs> oh, some real shit. We talked about TRP and Chad and Matt a lot this episode. Chad? No, 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 no. Bro, I thought no. I'd be drawn. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> you have nothing on Chad. This is like. Tone down, Chad. Bro, I think me and Chad were like Facebook friends because we met up for some sneakers, like literally like <laughs> ten years ago, right? I think we added each other. I think I, I think I unfriended him immediately. <laughs> like I think he said some wild shit on Facebook. <laughs> like Chad been wild for since I've known of Chad. I've seen that shit, bro. It was like it was late as shit. It was like two, three o'clock in the morning, right? <laughs> Nigga said, "Who's up with no yeast?" No, bro, no, that's no. Crazy. When Chad, like. Wake up. I think Chad wakes up in the middle of the night and be like, hey, what's, uh, what's the wildest shit I can say? Like, I feel like he'd wake up and be like, it's time to get my shit up. Like, <laughs> y'all sleep? All right, bet. I just was scrolling. I'm like, what the fuck did I just that? say? <laughs> yeah, he'd be wild. He'd be wild. But, uh, yeah. That's a funny nigga, bro. No, Chad, funny shit. Like, did you see his page? So he had, like, when I first started getting on Twitter, heavy, like 2019, I followed him. Cool. We followed each other back. Uh, we bid. That was PP snapped on some people because he, like, they was like, you broke, he puts all this bread to the other His page got suspended because he was salty because he wasn't broke. Yeah. Next, John, his page literally was a bid, bro. The page was called This Ain't Me. Yeah. Like, he, like, he yeah. be drawing, bro. He was wilding out on there, but it was a little bit more tame. Then this one, it's the TRPE page, so no, it's like, this, this is the second TRPE page. The first, one, so the first one was a little bit more tame, but then if you get him mad, he going to be like, all right, eat a dick. Like, he's going to start. <laughs> so, that, that, you who up with no yeast, you that trying to be crying. I, I saved that one to my phone. That's a good one. Yeah, who up with no yeast is crazy. But That's a very good question. Relax. That's a very good question. Relax. We see that they be fucking three niggas a day to get yeast infected. Relax. You know what I'm tired of, and I, I don't, uh, speaking of like shit you don't feed into an algorithm, Jason tells, Jason Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey, and Taylor Swift. I, I have completely removed myself from it. But remember how we talked about the fact that music is intertwining into a deeper part of our culture? Mm-hmm. Football is damn like part of the backbone of America. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the NFL has in their bio, their, their uh, official Instagram page, the Chiefs are two and zero Super Bowls. Right. What are we doing? What happened to the game I love? <laughs> there, it's so ingrained that they know that this is going to drive NFL to another platform. All the little white people or people that don't like the NFL but love Taylor Swift, we didn't find a whole new yeah. fan base. Sure. And, and 
they, they had it earlier, like 2-0 for, for the Swifties or something like that. Like, did the kids say the Chiefs are 2-0 at Swifties? You no, know I'm saying the NFL had that and they buy it. That's what they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was like, I don't know. They changed it now. I'm talking about Christian McCaffrey. Somebody yeah. scored a touchdown and they went immediately to her reaction. And it wasn't even Travis Kelsey's it point. Even they got 30 yards. Yeah, so it's just like, it's, it's very nasty. It's very... I get it. I get that like, you got shareholders. That's why I get it. But you're taking away from the game for me. Yeah, this pencil the Chiefs in for the Super Bowl at this point. I have to the game. I mean, you pencil them for the playoffs every year. Going to Pat Mahomes back there. <laughs> yeah, you can pencil them, pencil them, man. Um. So I got this. Uh, shout out John Cannon. I got this video. I want y'all to react to it, man. I want. Uh, it's a terrible segue, but I don't care. Let's react to it. I think it's um depends on what you want to like. I think the one thing that is um, objective here is that it depends if you want to do life the right way or if you just want to have fun. But whatever your best years are, it's subjective. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as who you are as a person, not you know health wise or yeah. but who you are as a person. You might not be in your best years from 18 to 30, mm-hmm. but 35 to 40, you might be, you know, might the, be your, yeah. you might be the best possible group. person. So I agree with it from my point of view, because that's what Me I want. Too. That's what I want out of life. I want yeah. a wife. I want a family. Um, I don't mind. I think, and this is something I had a conversation with a lot of people when I got out of that mindset, because I was a victim of it. Like, damn, what if I'm the only one before money? It's just like, I don't have shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was just having this conversation. That's a great realization to have. I, I was having this conversation with um with Byron and Steve, and we was talking about it. I'm like, bro, we don't even 
was like, they make more money because they're serious about it. I'm like, yo, y'all don't even have shit. And they yeah. be like, damn, we don't. I was like, you, I said, y'all both finished college with degrees. I said, y'all debt probably match our salaries. I was like, so you, what, she gonna take your debt? <laughs> what is, what can she really take from it? I mean, I will. My debt. Low as shit, honestly. That's, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's just like, when they was, because I was like, I think a lot of young men fall victim to the monster because it was pumped into our brains through TV. Right. And it's just like, I used to, I used to be a victim of it. I was just like, what the fuck could she really take from me? When I understood right. the monetary value of the things I have, she won't take half my debt. She won't take them phone shit, posits. Shit, that's even more reason to get married. You take half my debt. <laughs> so it's just like. She won't take the phone posits go to the WNBA. No, no, no she Keith, what you think? Um, I agree with I agree with him. It's kind of like, bro, you you get married, you get married when you're comfortable enough to do it, when you're financially stable, when you're done. I don't I don't want to say done building, but when you're done building the foundation of what you want your marriage to be, that's when I feel like you should get married. I just think we or all, you have it. we all grow and change as people, and I think once. I think the best time to start growing with somebody. No, you don't want to get married too early. I'm sorry to cut you off. Because you can grow out the marriage, that's, bro. That's These dumb ass <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. But a lot of people do feel like, like, a lot of people don't understand the concept of marriage. And I think once you understand the concept of marriage, that's when you can get married. Because you might not like your partner for two, three years, but that's who you decided to marry. Until mm-hmm. death do you part. Yeah, but I don't think people understand that concept. You know, for whatever reasons you, you know, or religion you follow or whatever, or whatever your idea of binding your soul to another person, you have to understand what that means. Like you're not gonna be the same person that you met at 18 or right. at 25. Right. You might hate her. <laughs> so sure, sure. you have to learn to love that person all over again. Mm-hmm. And you might break up, y'all might need a couple months apart, but it's just like you have to realize that's who you're committed My to. dad told me the realest shit uh, right in the middle of the pandemic. Well, start of 2020. And he said, yo, look, why are you in redacted breakup, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, kind of like outgrew, da, da, da. and he was like, yo, y'all was dating for quite some time, like a good chunk of y'all adulthood. Did y'all, did y'all both want to? And I was like, well, we're still dating technically. We just broke up. So like, I don't think neither one of us truly wanted to. And he like, see, I'll be immature. He said, there might be months you don't like this person. Like, damn, I'm not feeling this new version of this person because you can wake up and be somebody different every single day so like you might be months you don't like this person but the love keeps you there and then you start to develop like where it's like instead of oh i like when she do this like she used to or it's like you develop to where it's like yo she got this new life i like that or yo she make these wings i like this you know she do that and or we connect on this level now she has a new sense of humor now that's that that comes with a willingness to grow yeah willingness to grow the other part of it is that a lot of people get stuck on that person being who they met at 18. and it's just like she like new shit now bro (laughs) like i like new shit now yeah they they don't give people the chances to grow but it's hard to watch somebody you love grow out of who you were in love with yeah and into somebody new it's a very hard thing to do so i don't think it's easy but if you're going to make that commitment People that, want everything to be easy. Yeah, that's the, that's the best time to make it come in the edge, because it's like the beauty of growing with somebody. Marriage hard as fuck. That's why I'm trying to tell people it's not as easy as you think it is. Like means. raising a child and getting married can derail your entire plan of life. Yeah. They are two of the hardest things you will ever have to do. But for the mo- a lot of people have the aspiration to do both of these things. It takes a lot of fucking hard work. Yeah. 
And that's why I say it's, it's based on what you want out of yeah. it. If you, you quit on everything, bro, you, you probably shouldn't get married. Exactly. Honestly, it might not be for you. If you have commitment issues, you definitely shouldn't get fucking married. And you know what I mean? Like, you also have to realize the other minute details of it. And I wouldn't even say it's minute. You can fall in love with the wrong person. You can fall in love with mm-hmm. people fall in love with abusers all the time. Mm-hmm. Whether it's emotionally, financial, physically. Real shit. And you end up marrying that person. As soon so, as you don't put that mustard on that sandwich. Yeah. Knuckles. Yeah. But that's why we say do it early because you can divorce this soon and you know nothing happens. Why are you laughing? Huh? Why are you laughing? Like, Sounds crazy. What? I was thinking that. It, I was thinking that it did this rocket, John. Knuckle sandwich, bro. Knuckles. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it should be getting bad, bro. Um, I'm gonna skip that for next week. Um, did y'all see the flooding in New York? Yeah, that shit flooded like wrapped all up. That's what's crazy. Do y'all know exactly why we have this problem? Why? I'm gonna break it down in a few parts. And not to nerd y'all out, but basically American infrastructure is fucked, we know that. But the problem why it's fucked mainly is the water water pipes. And they made the water pipes, um, I I believe in 1972, the Clean Water Act bill, it changed the water pipe system from federal funding to state funding. Which is fucking insane. Which is insane, but at the time it worked out really really well because cities a lot of cities you got to think a lot of suburbs wasn't as developed and a lot of the inner city were as developed as they are now so uh on the lower level rich nixon was you know actually praised for this it was a really good bill it helped advance us as far as providing clean water for a lot of kids and a lot of people in their everyday life period um now these it led to the clean water act led to new infrastructure being put up as far as water pipes go for that was supposed to last about 50 to 70 years, including like dams and just everything. Well, whatever, 50 right? to 70 years, buddy, yeah. That's why we're getting to the point now whenever it rains in a lot of these major cities, shit, shit is bad. And they also switched it from um, you getting grants um, to loans. That's why you see a lot of the, you know, like when you go vote, which a lot of people don't, there's usually a question about should the city borrow this mm-hmm. to pay, fix this? It's at the bottom, too. And, and it's it used usually to, in a big box with a lot of words and niggas can't read. It used to be a, <laughs> used to be a grant. Yeah. So what happens is we're getting to the end of you really can't maintenance. Like, certain points, you shouldn't maintenance an old car. Yeah. You should just get a new one. Yeah. And we're getting to the point where they're going to have to build. Like, a lot of times, like a few years ago, when it was, when it was grants, they would just build new ones. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you see cities where it's like, Damn, how they they how they surviving? It's newer technology, and they'll have the same problem in fifteen to twenty years. And the the funds are not being allocated directly. I mean, correctly. So we were kids in two thousand, but from two thousand to about now, essentially water bills have like ten times ten x or whatever. Like in homes. Yeah. So water bills they have went crazy. They have went uh, insane as far as they're doubling inflation, tripling inflation in certain areas. The water you would think that revenue can drip over to the water pipes, but that's not. They're not using it that. It was the shareholders. They're not using that these money are, to fix these up are, anything. These aren't private companies anymore. And, these, are, these are openly traded companies at this point. And Biden, you know, people kind of come out and say Biden didn't do anything. And no, I'm not a Biden apologist. But the infrastructure bill was actually something really, really needed. But. They're estimating that we need about $400 billion worth of infrastructure work. And the bill was large. I think it was a trillion dollar bill. 
The problem is $55 billion was the money allocated to the water, water pipe system. Only $55 billion? Yeah. So... Do you need four hundred billion? Yeah, and see, and we are crazy how bills are are detailed to where the money could the I bill would be labeled one trillion dollar water bill, but they only get fifty five. Well, it's infrastructure, so you got to think, yeah. and you got to think about these these yeah. bridges breaking down and shit too. So it's like that that fucks with commerce too. So it's like they got to fix that. They got to fix potholes all across. I the just place. feel all like we shouldn't have to do that for shit that has to make the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. That's where politics gets extremely nasty because mm-hmm. we're fighting over shit that we all need. Like, like, why are we regulating whether or not we want to fix the subway system? Like, bro, we everybody needs a subway but does, system. But no, not everybody doesn't need a subway system. Think about who needs. I a mean, subway every system. city, every city that has a subway system needs the subway system. But think about who in the city needs the subway system. People. What kind of people? Yeah, you don't want to say poor people. No, inner city people. You don't want to say inner city people either. Why not? Nigga, my job? You know who we service? Inner city people. No. I mean, you service the... <laughs> no. But, like, inner city people, like, the it's one... conversation for The one, the subway runs from South Philly to North... I mean, to Uptown. I don't work for the subway. But this is what... I see what you're saying, but I don't you work said, for You subway. said, you said... My job, like, specifically Right, but you job. said, you said the subway system. This is what we're talking about. The subway system. The rail system. Oh, shit. I don't know where you work at, Keith. But um, yeah, I don't know why we're here. Yeah, to be honest, it's it's wow, like oh my uh, god. I'm saying the subway system. Yeah, but where do I work? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean infrastructure is fucked here, and we're gonna need some people to pass some bills. But this is all again back to voting. Yeah, like, it starts there. It's back to voting, and I hate to sound like one of those. Voting gonna save us if you just vote. These you know, white people gonna help us, but like community is gonna save us. Voting on common, like understanding what our common goal is, mm-hmm. lobbying for our common goals, realizing like, oh shit, all of our kids go to these public schools. Yeah, we should vote for that. Like that, that's that should be common sense. That yeah. shouldn't even be. Oh, why am I want to give these kids my money? It, your kid goes to the same fucking school. Right. That, that shouldn't even be. A debate in your mind. Oh, we need clean water. Damn, the pipes bust again for the third time in three years. Oh, there's a vote for that? Mm-hmm. I should go vote for that. Uh, it shouldn't be a debate in your brain about it. Yeah, real shit. That kind of goes back to the conversation that we had about, like, why isn't infrastructure uh, um, invested in more? And it's kind of like the, the, the beneficiaries of infrastructure would be people who they see that are less than, where it's like, yo, like, I don't want to improve. I mean, there's also this other side of it, because at the end of the day, the top the top 1% runs on us, on, you know, inner city people, lower paid people, like, they can't run without us, but you also have to satisfy your shareholders, so it's a double-edged sword, so someone made a good point that in the 70s and boomers or whatever, mm-hmm. they leveraged our future to pay for their lives, so you can't go take a trillion dollars and redo the entire, you know, system or just one system because now people who shareholders, pension funds, 401ks are taking a mass loss and now you're affecting a whole other side of the economy. And that's why a lot of people think our country is going off the rails because at some point we have to make a choice. Mm -hmm. And what are we going to do? Prioritizing. When we come to that impasse... Grease pockets are help people. Yeah. And but it's just like it's like do you kill off an entire generation of older people? Yes. <laughs> that would be my I choice. mean the seventies were economic hell, so 
I can see why they did that. I, no, I, I, it, it made the most sense at the time. Mm-hmm. But we're coming to a, a point where yeah, we have we're to running make, a country here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're running like a yo, this is yeah. a 25-year society. Yeah. Like we're, 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 we're supposed to be a powerhouse. Too. We're supposed to be a dynasty. Yeah. And we're running into a point where we're making a change yeah, of the we run like, We're supposed to be running a dynasty. We're running like the Sixers. Yeah, we're, we're, we're coming to where we're changing the car. And it's like we got Daryl Morley. Everybody else chained up trade for Damian Lillard, and we got Kelly Oubre. You see what I'm saying? It's just not the best choice here. I'm not calling this shit over right now. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I, yeah, but that's where we're coming to as a country, and, and I don't know what we're gonna do when we make that because the Boomer generation has all the power. Yeah, we can't cut this part up. I know y'all give a fuck about this. Um, <laughs> yeah, people have been like this got way too technical. Yeah, I'm just like think about the, the senator just died. She was 90 plus. She's been in office for. Longer than all of us. She was a piece of shit. She got that jet. Yeah. Killed her. Huh? Listen, um, let's go on to music. What? The jet. You know how every time somebody dies, oh, like, the jet killed them. Yeah. But listen, um, let's close out with music, guys. Um, pretty long episode here. Um, how do y'all feel? I'm going to save that for next week. But, um, so Tupac's killer. Keefy D. Keefy D. Well, his alleged killer. Yeah, I, went to, I was going to say, Keith D was the one that was in the car. Yeah, but how do y'all feel? I know y'all really don't. Y'all not really big Tupac fans or whatever. I mean, I just listened to Chad and Mad's full segment on this. Oh, shit. Yeah, but how do you feel, nigga? No, no, I'm just saying, like, I, they, they gave a lot of information on it. How I feel about it is it's just it's dumb. Like, what, what are we talking about at this point? It's been so many years I think he thumped his nose at the law too many times. Yeah, like, why did you? I mean, I get it. He was trying to sell a book. He was trying to sell. Yeah, but. It's I, like you were going on a meeting. And also, he's talking about this immunity thing. There's different jurisdictions. Yeah. Like, you have immunity that, with the LAPD. Oh, I thought it was one of Vegas. No, LAPD. He talked to an LAPD detective. But he's not in Los Angeles. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like 90% sure he talked to an LAPD guy. Hold on. Because he's from LA. Yeah. And he basically got caught. I guess it's kind of like, you might be running out of money. And it's just like, I still got a family to feed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if I go do this meteor run, even if I go to jail, I don't go buy the book, I don't go buy the documentary, I'm going to get paid off it somehow, some way. And then I fuck around, I still didn't beat the case and get back out of jail. It's yeah. just like a risky run. But it's just like, I feel like most people know who killed Tupac at this point. Mm-hmm. Most people know the story. And we're running into another cycle in our society where we're just repeating content. We're repeating. Sorry. Former LAPD, Greg Katie. Yeah, Explaining what a proffer agreement is and how KVD cooked himself with, with it in regards to Tupac. Proffer only applies to what was said be, while being interrogated. Anything said in future interviews, books, or other films or media are all fair game to use. So it's like, one, this is a totally different... Because I saw Chad's tweet about it. I didn't really feel like engaging in a Twitter or whatever. Like if Chad was like really like my man for I would have texted him like, yo, bro, I think this. You know what I mean? We probably would text about it, but... Yeah, like, Grant Cady says it best, like, nigga, look, he said nigga, but, yo, like, if we're, if I'm with the LAPD and I give you a proper agreement that you can't be charged in this case from me, yeah. you know what I mean, or I won't He's work with the other, and you go 
say the same thing. I'm like, whatever you say right now for this two hours, it's cool. It's cool. And you go say the same shit for years and years and years, you're going to be charged. Yeah. And it's a thing of, yeah, it becomes people like, oh, you can't prove QBD or he never said he shot him. And then it becomes a thing of, well, he's in the car and he puts himself there multiple times. At, at work, I mean, at minimum, you're a conspiracy. No, it's not even a conspiracy. You get charged with the, like, you know, a lot of states do that. Yeah, You yeah, get charged yeah. with the same thing. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like you go rob a bank and I'm the driver. Yeah. I get charged with bank robbery too. Yeah. Like, it ain't like. Unless you lie, like, yo, he put my life in danger. Yeah, that's the only thing I can do. <laughs> but I'm not a nut ass nigga like that. You know what I'm saying? My man, like, yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Me? I'm gonna be like, nah, he for sure he played the shit. He the driver, he had the road. Did y'all see the TikTok of the boy? He was sitting outside with his family, and the guy walked over with the mic and was like, Would you snitch? He's like, Hell yeah, I'm a snitch. And all his family like, he ain't no snitch. He said, nigga, I'm a snitch of you. He was like, I've never been in that situation, but I hope y'all know. I'm a snitch to y'all from in that situation. The funniest thing about that shit is kind of like, bro, I'll never put myself in this situation. So I could just be like, yo, I'll never snitch. Yeah, but the thing is, like, what if you get in the car with me and I had a dirty pistol and we get pulled over? Jumping out that motherfucker. <laughs> while I was moving. Now you look guilty and I'm putting the pistol on you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, funny story. My pop said it was like snowing outside. He got in the car with his man. They was driving. He said, cop whooped him. He was like, yeah, this he said he looked over, he peeped like, oh, this drunk's stolen. He said, boy, try to like do all this maneuver. He said, I jumped out, I fell under the car. And the cop, he said, it was snowing in there. He said, the cop did not see me. He said, bro, I, I never changed my clothes so fast and got out of here. I was nervous as shit. I was like, damn, that's ass. But yeah, my, my thing is a Tupac fan or whatever. And like I've already said on this podcast, by street rules, Pac had to go. And, you know, he touched a made man, a made killer in Orlando Erdinson and stomped him out and whatnot. And that that was his last straw, in a sense, as far as the streets go. Mm-hmm. And I always, like when I was younger, because uh, there's a book, I think his name is John Potash. I'm pretty sure. I read this book in about 10th or 11th grade. Um, John Potash. The FBI war on Tupac Shakur and black leaders, U.S. intelligence, uh, U.S. intelligence's uh, murderous targeting of Tupac. Um, and I know a lot of people look at it like, yo, that nigga was a hypocrite and this and that. But it's like, those people, y'all you know what I'm talking about, the FBI, they obviously thought he was dangerous and possessed, possessed a lot of power. Because even in his last days, he was his phones were tapped. And he didn't know his phones were tapped. And he was speaking some real like things about how to reinvigorate the LA communities. So it's like Yeah, I want that. Yeah, you know I mean they've been they was uh like can you imagine walking home from school and uh people walking up to you like trying to interview, ask you questions about your mom? COINTELPRO was doing that. Yeah. Because of the Black Panthers, and he's surrounded by. So it's like, yeah, he's like, I would probably be mentally fucked up too if I'm not let outside. And it, the dumb shit is fun. So once you're exposed to the dumb shit, it becomes like that low hanging fruit. But like, I'm smart too, though. So it's like we downplay a lot of the dumb shit, but a lot of that shit. But that shit, that shit is fun. But it's like shit. So I, I feel like you know, um, I know Pac is very polarizing to say the least. But as a fan, I guess, you know, I guess it's okay. It don't really affect my life. 
Yeah, no, that, you know that's, that's the other thing. It's like, it's not going to change it. It's not going to change Pop anything. Is gone. And, and gone. Biggie is retaliation. Everybody from that situation, they were dead or in jail. Yeah. Besides, besides the two people that was using the two talents as, as pawns. Yeah. Well, no, she not in jail. Yeah. But Diddy is out. Right, Diddy right. bop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love, love. Love. Yeah, you call some doctor love? I don't know. But yeah, like like the Biggie thing. Biggie won't get the same reciprocity because the LAPD was directly involved in Biggie's murder. And that's I'll keep it at that. And this Keefy D thing is not new to this Keefy D thing is not new to me um, for at least a decade now. Um, and this was confirmed by Crips once I worked in the music industry. So yeah, man. Uh, shout out to the Shakur family. I hope y'all like. Prem was just getting interviewed. I'm pretty sure Mustafa, who's one of the outlaws, um, a reformed Muslim now, is probably you know rejoicing and happy to hear the news that someone, at least someone, is going to be, you know, possibly be uh, held accountable. Um, and I saw a tweet by Knife Wonder. Uh, you know what Knife Wonder is, right? Yes, no. Uh, yes, oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> he was asking. I'm over here thinking like, yeah. He said, y'all keep shopping. Keep sampling. Keep passing the soul continuum down to the next generation. We are the perfect vessels for it. Hip-hop was the vessels for the 70s to pass to the 90s. Now the 90s to now. Keep being the bridge. Um. Basically, he's saying, like, that's for all the people that are, like, complaining about sampling in hip-hop. Um, do y'all feel like sampling is going too far? Or we just had a weird time in So here's my discourse on it. I don't mind if you sample. Make it good. I feel like these songs are really bad. But I also the, feel that's like... That's the problem with it, because it's not like the songs that are sampling are bad. You're just bad sampling. I think, I think the problem also is... Um, there's a study on music between generations about why like older people call younger generation music noise. And it's kind of like a dog whistle. You know, only dogs can hear the dog whistle for it, right? And that's how they're saying music is similar. Similar as far as their frequency goes, it's like where it becomes noise. Like you, you ever hear like like you know, this new hot, this new quote unquote hot young boy? You go listen to him. It's like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. How do y'all you listen to this? You gotta have an ear for. And it's like you gotta have like literally. Yeah. So it's like, but it's. I think we might be reaching that, and we recognize it, and then it's like. You look at the quality from like, yo, this qual- this is a classic song. That's why the sampling is like the quality is dropped. Y'all gotta think from the perspective of y'all sampling timeless songs from the seventies and the nineties, and it's like I would lose my shit. Um, you talking forget, about having sex? I forget what song NLE Chopper sampled. It was a Nelly song. Higher. Right? Yeah, like you sample that song, cool. Like it wasn't a good sample, and that's another thing. Like the samples don't even be like clever. Whereas like. Damn, where did sample yeah, come from? It'd other, be the that, whole song. Yeah. That's the other. It'd be the remake. Yeah. yeah, it's not like Kanye sampling uh, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, I Miss You, but this to make was, uh, this Can't Be Life. We're, mm-hmm. we're running like the whole into song. A, a recycling circle. Like, why are they making Mr. and Mrs. Smith again? You see what I'm saying? They're yeah. nope. on what? Mr. And, and Mrs. Smith. Smith With who? Donald Glover and uh, somebody else. I can't remember her name. Yeah. I don't want to respect her name, but yeah. But that's what we're like. Writing. We did house party again. Why do we do house party? Why do we why do we do house party again with LeBron, right? Yeah. Why do we do that? And the best part of the movie was y'all to me going to chill. <laughs> why are we doing this? But we're running out of ideas. And no no idea is original per se, 
but there's no type of creativity creativity added to it. He did higher and basically had the same scheme, the same idea. It was he the just, same shit. He didn't bro. add any spin to it. And I would say I have an ear for music because I listen to music from every generation. I even like new music. So it's just like I don't it doesn't sound like uh noise to me it sounds like i can be in tune with a lot of shit that like there's a lot of yeast songs i like i like some shit little tyler say i like some shit that i just be hearing but the samples have gotten to a point where they're not even adding anything to it they're just like yo i'm gonna sell i'm gonna repackage what you made and sell it so i can stay relevant i don't care if you get all the profit from it i just gotta keep my name out there. That's, that's why what i like this this new age of rap that people don't like like uh, i like it and I'm not ashamed to say it, but it's like the songs that he raps about, like he's not sample. Well, his producer, the beats that he chooses to rap on, they're not sampling or just taking the whole beat from, let's say, like a Nelly hot here. Like that shit is original. It may sound like noise to you because like, Yo, what the fuck is he saying? But that shit hot to me. Like I, I love, I love fuck with that. anybody that tries to push the culture forward, even if I don't necessarily like it. Yeah. Um, like who is somebody that? Like, XS Tentacion, I didn't like a lot of the shit that I he didn't put up. To that guy. But he was trying to push the culture forward. And he got a song that I do like. I can't get it anymore. He got like, he got like two songs that I like, but. There's some shit overall, that I like, but yeah, I, I can tell he was trying to push the culture somewhere. So even if I did, if it wasn't for me, you trying something new. Yeah. Niggas don't even try nothing new. Yeah. And that's where, and I think that's where we are. No one wants to try nothing new. What did you say? Everybody's scared. Everybody's afraid because yeah. it didn't work or they're afraid it won't work. Yeah, because like L.E. Chopper got a song that I like. But it's just like, you're not even doing that no more. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool off cuz. Cool yeah. off cuz. He's too young for me in a certain musical sense. But like, remember um, Blueberry Figo? Bye. The Light Skin Boy? What the fuck you talking about? Mixing with me, bro. No, no, no. It's a song like, what? Uh, uh, if you do what I say so to. You know, you know what I'm talking about. But I used to Light skin. I remember. Is it by Sofago? But he got accused of rape, and the girl was lying, and now his whole career in the toilet. Sofago? Yeah. His career not in the no, toilet. No, not not him. What is? I know that's my little brother listening to Sofago. He All put right, on. Uh, he put on one song. Shout out to Sofago. Backseat. Shit to mom. I listen to. Lil Mosey. I don't even know that nigga. Lil Mosey. Yeah, I don't know that. Cousin in trenches, right here. Y'all know this song. Now we're we'll playing. No. Copyright. <laughs> Strike down. <laughs> oh! We almost missed something. I was about to close out. The Cole. Cole verse. What you think about the verse, Keys? I liked it. That's all I'll say about that. What you think about the verse, guys? I think it was a good verse. I think I was back. I think he's going to bat a thousand again for the rest of the year. I think Yachty called the body. I'm just, gonna say, no I'm just gonna but say it. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. Say he caught the body. He's trying to. What are you talking about? Yadi caught the body. Yadi is somebody else that huh? I like because he's pushing the way forward. And it's kind of like shit that we expected from Cole. So it's just like that's no, whatever. No, Yadi caught the body. No, he didn't catch the body. Around goes the Yadi. No, it doesn't. That was crazy. Um, I guess your body content over everything, man. What the fuck? You can't say he rapped better than Cole and that beat. Like, what the fuck? He was pushing the culture forward. It sounded different, but he was like, keep it P. Yeah. But um, somebody was like, yo, Cole only do this to mumble rappers. And I was like, yo, he got on the song with Royce Defy now. He's one of the best rappers ever as far as technical rapping skills. And he cooked them too. Um, he got on the song with Benny, who's one of the best technical rappers right now. Cooked them, cooked them too. 
Like Cole does this, and I, the more I listen, it's like fifty two to forty eight Benny. Well, fifty two to forty eight with the Benny and Cole. It wasn't like, like a lap. He yeah, but he, he he won. He got over, it. and it wasn't his song, which is great. But um, Joe Button has something very very. Um, Joe Button praised the verse, but he also he didn't take back his praise, but he was just like rap is kind of the art of rhyming words is in it. Absolutely. Because he was like, this verse is very good. But he's like, from 93 to 2003. It'd be a regular verse. He was like, this is a regular verse. Like, this is what we had to do to get attention or get a song clear. This one gets you posted on every media. Yeah, exactly. Like, listen to this new song. Exactly. He was like, yo, like me. He was like, I'm going to include me in there because I'm a narcissist fucking around. But he was like, yo, me, uh, Big L. Like, that 93 to 03, he was like, Styles. Kiss, uh, imagine uh, trying Lloyd to, Banks, uh, just, but Ransom. Listen to the niggas you name it, bro. Mace. Imagine you going to the studio and like, Jada, Jada got a verse coming up. Yeah, like what that. What the Jada. fuck I'm gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the like, fuck I, am I gonna do? Biggie got a verse. <laughs> like, like imagine getting that phone call. Like, yo, bro, I know you're in the studio, but uh, Hove just dropped reasonable doubt. <laughs> what the fuck are you? Like, I, 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 got, I, I would. Uh, it's funny. Two didn't respond, but. I was talking about Tupac in the time, so he texted me, right? I wasn't going to feed into it. But I was just like, yo, I'm not trying to have this conversation. You don't like Tupac. Yeah. Remember the reason he tried to act like he did in the barbershop? Yeah, you don't like Tupac, bro. And it's cool. I do. I was like, bro, I'm not this person that's just on some, yeah, I like Tupac because I'm supposed to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know how niggas, like, I'm I definitely, to. I went through my phase of where I like Tupac, and then I was like, I like Tupac because I'm supposed to, then I didn't like Tupac, and then I re-listened to his music, and I like Tupac. It's definitely some phases you gotta go through, but it's like mm. I I don't necessarily like him because I'm supposed to. I'm a fan of his of his work, and I was talking to him about it. He didn't respond, um, <laughs> but I, cause I was like, yo, I don't want to seem like I'm coming from the young boy perspective, and I'm like, ah, get out of here, old head. I'm not trying to tell you how it was because he talked about like, yo, Pop wasn't the goat while he was alive, and I was like, yeah, not, he was like, yeah, like 91, 92, 93, and I'm like, yeah, he wasn't in his prime yet, like. Tupacalypse now, you're going up against uh, America's Most Wanted. When Q is that nigga, you're going up against It Takes a Nation, uh, a Public Enemies album that's like a top 10 rap album ever. You're going up against some shit. 92, 93, you're going up against Chronic and Doggy Style. Like, you're going up against real hitters. But at the same time, like, you can't do that and smooth the goalposts. And, like, because it's like in 94, who was it considered the goalpost? LL Cool J, Rakim, KRS One. Like, these big daddy came. Uh huh. I said, let's go with them. No, LL Cool J, huh? No, LL Cool J was the goat. Like, LL Cool J had an album in 97 or 98 called Goat. Goat is brought to hip hop by LL Cool J. The hardest realization you'll ever come to is LL Cool J was the first goat. Like, LL Cool J, was commercially, he was the GOAT. Bro, like, my niggas eight, wasn't fucking with LL Cool J. My 8th grade teacher... Up, it wasn't standard solo. LL Cool J can rap by itself, bro. Bro, I'm my 8th grade teacher damn near stopped class for a day. You were a weirdo. You were a weirdo. <laughs> he stopped class Not for to say a he day. wasn't a weirdo himself. LL cool J. But LL Cool J was the first GOAT, and I'm going to give it to him. Like, nobody at that point had done it. I, I gave it up to he Drake. Took, he was taking him up to a place nobody could take to. From 90... 90 I mean, uh, I mean, I'll say in Drake, well, 09 to now, 14 years straight. At that point, nobody from LL Cool J got high, what, 80s, mid-80s, 
So like 86 to 98, nobody was consistently around and present and relevant think, in hip hop for that long. You got to think it was a, a span in those years where rappers were just dying. Rappers not even just dying. They just couldn't get no. Yeah, like, they're just niggas that get your. I got it made. I'm the magnificent. Special Ed was hot as shit for four songs. Yeah. But what happens now? LL Cool J was consistently finding a way to be around. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, and then... Your best ability is availability. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like I was talking to two. Well, he didn't respond but again, but three. But it was like, yo, bro, like, I know Pac wasn't considered the GOAT when he dropped Me Against the World. Uh, all eyes on me and Machiavelli, but I consider those three the best albums ever, and that's why he and my shit. But I'm like, yo, bro, I was talking mainly of like saying you can't say he wasn't hot when he sold five million in five months. That's crazy. Nobody was doing that. Like nobody. So it's like, and you had to go get the CD. So it's like it's a different conversation about the numbers. Things and he he said he said like he said it on the couch. He was drawing, but it's one of my favorite interviews in the Vibe interview. Black Vest. He said, "Yo, y'all want to talk about I ain't get shot? Well, explain these fucking holes in me then. Y'all want to talk about I'm not the hottest nigga out? I sold five million in five months. Biggie's supposed to be the hottest nigga out. He sold two million in two years. Who hotter?" I said, this nigga cooking, that's a bar. <laughs> you might not be able to put that in words as far as a rap, but that's a fucking bar. And you can't argue with that. Like, so it's like You can't argue with niggas that go to the store and buy it. Yeah, like you like, starting to get to the store. point where it's like, and we're talking about like drinking the number ones and how it's just a different game now. Uh, or it's like a different game now. Like with just streaming, whether I like drink or not, I'm gonna stream the song, we're just buying the same thing. So it's like, damn, like it's still a feat, but you know, but I think somebody, my friend uh, Xavier made a good point. He said, we're getting a better idea of who's actually listening to the music. Because mm-hmm. some niggas bought two pop CDs and listened to two songs. Yeah. So now we have a, that's the flip side to the streaming. Like, we know exactly what you're listening songs, to. Yeah. So it's like, you can take away from Drake, like, nobody's going to the store and buy it. But it's like, niggas are choosing to yeah. listen to everything he puts out. Yeah, it's a different sure. argument. So, yeah, that's why I put my goal right yeah, 14 straight years. What you going to do? Keep so far. Say no. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. We're right at two hours. Um, yeah, man. No errors. We made it No through. errors. We made it through. And let me get the fuck off before there's an error. See y'all next week, man.